My life's mission has really been seeking out the most amazing healing modalities and substances and protocols and developing my own protocols. Our country is just submerged in the pharmaceutical idea of a pill for every ill. And so people show up at this clinic and they're all of a sudden shown that there's all these potential opportunities to heal from things to actually fix the root cause. It's really mind-blowing for a lot of people. All right, we are back in black. It's been too long. I'm glad to be back. This is an exciting episode to publish, folks. It was recorded at the Advanced Rejuvenation Clinic in Sarasota, Florida, during my most recent medical excursion. This is episode 422, Miracle Stem Cell and Laser Treatments for Hearing Loss and Tinnitus, with Dr. John Lawrence. Show notes, links, and transcripts for this one can be found at lukestory.com slash ears. And I know you've got ears because you're listening to a podcast. But seriously, let's talk about our guest. Dr. John Lawrence is a friend and a former multi-episode guest on the show. He's also a chiropractic neurologist and naturopath who practices at the aforementioned Advanced Rejuvenation where this episode was, of course, recorded. Advanced Rejuvenation is an incredible place, man. Uh, After having spent almost a week there, it's a multidisciplinary clinic focused on alternative and regenerative medicine. It's a wild spot. And Dr. John, the creator of this incredible healing center, has successfully treated himself for chronic Lyme disease and treats his patients using the most cutting-edge treatments such as CVAC, 10 past hyperbaric ozone, silver IV, IV laser, high dose methylene blue, hyperbaric oxygen, all the things. I mean, he does it all there. It's, it's a wild place, man. Uh, John is also the director of the Functional Cranial Release Research Institute, which studies the neurologic mechanisms behind scientific endonasal balloon inflations. His main clinical interest is in cranial morphology and cranial rhythm and their influence on brain function. Whew, that was a mouthful. John's also the founder of a company called MitoZen. And uh, man, I mean, I'm obsessed with his stuff, honestly. I use his products all the time. And it was really cool, actually, to go to the Advanced Rejuvenation Center because he recently uh, migrated his MitoZen factory into that same location. So I got to see kind of behind the scenes how all of the supplements are made, the nasal sprays and suppositories and all the things. It was super cool. So by the end of this episode, it's likely that you might want to explore some of the MitoZen stuff. You can find that at lukestory.com slash MitoZen to check out his incredible product line. And if you use the code LukeStory, you're going to save 5% off. That's lukestory.com slash MitoZen. And for those of you Wanting to check out John's ebooks, you can find them at lukestory.com slash mitozen books. He's got a book on methylene blue and melatonin that he mentioned in prior interviews here on the show. And uh, then I got messages from people saying they couldn't find them. So we located them, they're free, they're all yours. And like I said, you can find all this stuff in the general show notes for this episode at lukestory.com slash ears. All right, back to this episode. So this conversation is a wild one. It was actually recorded in the treatment room in the middle of a week-long mega biohacking healing intensive uh, in which I was the patient. 
So while I was there, I did stem cells in my inner ear derived from my bone marrow, did methylene blue IVs combined with red light, intravenous lasers, uh, silver IVs, cryotherapy, red light therapy, combined with ozone IVs and ozone injections into my prostate. I can't wait to tell you about that one, as well as TRT sound wave therapy, and of course, an endonasal balloon treatment with John. And while they're extremely uncomfortable, I have found them to be exceedingly useful. So you're going to hear all about that. Now, needless to say, that was a lot to take on in a four-day period as a patient, but Dr. John and his medical team were super on point and helped me really thrive through the entire experience. In fact, it was quite fun. I mean, it was taxing in the sense that I was just doing so much every day. And some of these were a bit intense, right? As you might've guessed, but it was just smooth sailing, man. It was super cool. So John and I sat down kind of in the middle of all of this and we really covered a lot of ground in this conversation. So I'll just encourage you to keep listening and learning, but here are a few of the topics we explore just to give you an idea of what you're about to get into. The absolute importance of caring for your inner ears, even while you're sleeping, how adhesions and misalignment in the spine and skull can make a huge difference in your hearing, sensory rejuvenation, which is how John is helping patients create resilience and heal their relationship with the senses, the effects of inflammation on mitochondria, resolving complex health issues that are often considered chronic, Dr. John's personal healing crisis and what he learned from it, all about tinnitus or tinnitus and how to get rid of it, which was really the goal of my stay there and all of my treatments. I mean, that, that was the core of why I went. And then John just threw the kitchen sink at me. And by the way, for those of you wondering, did it work? We don't really um, find out the actual results of this particular stem cell and exosome injection into the inner ear until about three months. So stay tuned. I'll report back. So far, so good. We also talk about the various uses of methylene blue and the power of combining it with red light and lasers. And we also get into the depth, no pun intended, of prostate infections, an issue that many doctors brush off as normal but are absolutely not and also treatable, thankfully. We also talk about using hermetic stress to activate the body's own healing power and how to ensure your cerebrospinal fluid is a river instead of a swamp. And we also talk in great detail about all of the various modalities I experienced at the clinic this particular week, which will no doubt give listeners a firsthand experience of what's possible if you're willing to explore the fringes of medicine, which of course I am. Okay, that's it for the setup. Now, before we begin, I want to inform you that I was still under the influence of some mild anesthesia, ketamine, and some crazy strong CBG at the time of this recording. So your host was unusually animated, to say the least. And my hope is that you have as much fun listening to this as I did recording. It gets pretty weird, and now you know why. Okay, fasten your seatbelts, my fine people, and prepare yourself for one hell of a ride with Dr. John Lawrence on the Lifestylist Podcast. Oh, man, what a couple days, John. Yeah, wow. I, well, I, it's only been a day. I can't tell if I <laughs> if I've been here at the clinic for a week. On it's like, has it been a week or only a few hours? Yeah, we'll find yeah. out because you'll yeah. know. Well, we've done a lot. Yeah, we have done a lot. So this is, I think, your fifth appearance on the podcast. Yeah, that's and five. it's always so fun to sit down and hang out with you. It's like I wish that 
as we're going through all the things that you and I do treatment wise that we could always just have a camera on and that could be the video <laughs> because yeah. it's so experiential. Right. Um, but we're going to do our best to unpack some of the things that I've been experiencing here for the past day and a half. <laughs> well, we, we actually did film, uh, it was an Instagram live of an actual treatment that we did using um, a strong intention, intentionality and great gratitude uh, with an endonasal balloon release. True. So we could link to that. We will. We'll put that in the show notes. And yeah. while we're at it, uh, guys, you can find the show notes for this episode at lukestory.com slash ears. lukestory.com slash ears will be the show notes because we're going to be talking about a lot of things you're going to want to look up and click on and all that. So We wanted to call it Sunave, right? But we thought that it would be too hard for people to remember that because that's <laughs> actually the treatment the is the name of the treatment is going to be Sunave that we're going to be talking about today, which is right. a fusion of two different um, uh, systems of ear inner ear regeneration that I'm putting together. Awesome, Sunave it is. Yeah. So to tee this up for folks listening and and watching, you, you, since we've become friends as a, as a result of you um, appearing on the show numerous times. From time to time, I'll let you know I have this going on or that going on, and you've been really instrumental in helping me work through a lot of things. And so two things that have um, come to my attention over the past couple of years have been like this tinnitus or ringing in my left ear and a pretty, I would say, I don't know, dramatic might be overstating it, but a considerable amount of hearing loss in my left ear too. Mm -hmm. And I think it's always been related to this kind of weird sinus collapse, septum, whatever shit going on so told you about that and so mm -hmm. you hit me up and we're like hey there's this korean doctor that has this really cutting edge very successful data driven treatment i'm going to combine it with my laser so that's why i came out here for those listening and then i said you know what i've been having this uh here's a tmi moment for you folks but i've been having more urgency in urination than i would prefer i think there's something a little up with that so we ran some labs on that and found that there is a prostate infection mm -hmm. uh, which sounds disgusting uh, but we treated that also in some really cutting edge, um, you know, non-pharmaceutical way. Mm -hmm. And so we'll be talking about that. And then, of course, it's going to bleed into other things that you do here. But um, let's go ahead and start with maybe we could go into what you've already been doing for hearing loss and tinnitus mm -hmm. with the lasers yeah, and kind of work into that. And, and mm -hmm. don't let me forget either that today we did uh, a methylene blue IV... <laughs> Uh huh. Under red light, and then the intra intravenous, intravenous laser, laser yeah. on the the methylene blue uh -huh. infused blood. So I definitely yeah. I want to touch on that too because that's like totally insane. And we took actually some pictures and did a little video as well. Maybe we could have that available for people to link. Yeah, to, we'll do that. To check it out. We'll do so that. It's, it's kind of you know when you see it, it, it it's it's dramatic to see how much the vessel lights up. You know, having that light. And it's that photobiomodulation that occurs with, um, um, are we allowed to say the word? Well, we are still able to, according to the overlords, uh, still able to say methylene blue on a podcast. It's just uh -huh. Instagram hates it because okay. um, it's widely known in the alternative health circles that methylene blue is effective for viral infections. Yeah. And so because it's off patent and right. Big Pharma can't make mm -hmm. any money from it, as mm -hmm. you know, but just to clue people in. You can't talk about it like ivermectin and things like that that work for certain things. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like the same people that own the medicine 
own social media. But yeah. anyway, mm. um, so how'd you get into treating ears? We have an ear mm. right mm. here for those mm -hmm. watching that camera. Um, tell us about the laser treatment yeah. that you had and then how the stem cell mm -hmm. thing from Dr. Shem is getting integrated into that. Yeah. Well, you know, I think we're going to be able to pull a lot of things into this conversation because um, the inner ear, in, in my view, is the canary in the coal mine. You know, you have nerve cells that are so fragile because they're, they're so metabolically demanding because they never get to rest. Our ears are working even while we're sleeping. They're always processing noise. They never really have a break, right? And then a lot of people have a lot white noise or they have fans and they have loud things at night. Our environment right now is polluted with noise. I'm, very, I'm sensitive to it because I treat it and I'm, I'm, I recognize it when I'm uh, subjected to loud noise. But like even in the grocery store, the beeps, you know, or I went, I was in Walmart the other day and and they were just running through the 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 teller and it was like this beep i mean and i and i took my phone out and it was 80 decibels that beep and you think about people working there and it's like those hair cells that are responsible for um being activated with that certain pitch you know that that frequency are just getting slammed over and over again and the the health consequences of that are more so than just losing hearing you know, these people will eventually um, get tinnitus or they might have significant hearing loss in those areas of the cochlea because like the cochlea is like a, a conch shell, right? So on the outside of the cochlea are your high frequency hair cells. So the noise comes in and it hits that first. And that's why as we age, if you look at the natural progression of hearing loss, it comes with those high frequencies first and then people generally get that damage to those um, hair cells and they start to lose their structure and they become kind of um, augmented a bit. And then they start to depolarize, you know, the nerve does. And then it's like sending tinnitus to our brain. And then that's, that goes on for long enough. It, it becomes a sensory mismatch between the ear and, and the central nervous system. And then you get this central integration with that noise and people have this tinnitus and, and it's becoming really, really common. Um, I think that, you know, this, con this recent pandemic, you know, a lot of people with the, the, the jab. Quotes and quotes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, that, but even just having the infection, you know, I mean, we've, we've, had, we've seen a spike in, in all kinds of inner ear problems. So kind of back to this, um, this aspect of, of, of noise pollution. I mean, this is part of my program is avoiding loud environments because the, the the ears have to have a break like when we sleep we go to sleep at night we're we're resting we're regenerating right our body is our ear inner ear doesn't get that break as much you know but um but we have to we have to actually sculpt that into our daily routine and earplugs can be one of the best ways to do that to protect our ears and so we'll have people um avoid loud environments and Stress can be very um, challenging to the inner ear as well. It's very common where people are in loud situations and then they have a lot of mental emotional stress. Like the worst, you know, something that I hear common is someone lost a loved one and then they took a flight on a plane and then their hearing just went south after that. You know, that can be common. A lot of people have, there's ototoxic drugs that are very damaging to the inner ear and there's infections both acute and chronic, 
Um, I find Epstein-Barr, cytomegalovirus, and HHV6 to be the three common viruses that I'll see in a lot of my patients. And they're, they're, they're chronic. And so people come in and they're having you know, dizziness and tinnitus. And you, know, you, you start to look at Meniere's disease as, as a, the, 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 the hearing loss, the tinnitus, and the, the balance issues, right? The vertigo. Um, and that's often a chronic infection or it's some sort of a toxic exposure to an ototoxic like gentomycin, right? They still give this at the hospitals. Like if you go to the ER, make sure you tell them no gentomycin because that will really mess up your ears. It's a cheap antibiotic and they still use it even though it's ototoxic. It should not be given. You know, it's, it's terrible. Ototoxic means it's bad for your ears? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So I, I started getting involved in inner ear care because I became involved in endonasal balloon manipulation, which we did this treatment on you um, before we started recording the podcast. And I've done this on you multiple times. And what it is, is it's a balloon-assisted cranial release. So it's from the inside out, and it's opening, and it's expanding, and it's removing a lot of these adhesions that interfere with the, the, the normal movement pattern of the cranium and the cerebral spinal fluid that, that flows and circulates around the brain and spinal cord. So I started getting involved with this and I would naturally see a lot of people with um, a lot of different um, symptoms that surrounded, you know, inner ear. And I was seeing amazing results. And tinnitus, I wasn't really seeing the results I wanted, but I was seeing some patients respond to the balloons for tinnitus and hearing people, some, there was a subset of the population where they felt better because you're enhancing circulation. Circulation brings in the groceries, takes out the garbage, right? You're either swamp or a river. When you're more like a river, there's more nutrients, right? There's less bacteria, virus, you know, and, and, and those don't grow and proliferate in rivers, right? They do in swamps. And so it's stagnation. You know, Chinese medicine, they talk a lot about stagnation. Massage therapists talk about lymphatic flow and like circulation, chiropractors, all the healing arts, you know, the uh, yogis, you know, this is really important is to um, have this circulatory situation. So the balloons bring that circulation and, and they allow better um, drainage from the, from the head. And so there's a lot of different um, symptoms and conditions that might be neurologic or like things that you would normally go to an ENT for that I found that I would do these balloons on people and they would be fixed, right? versus being on a, a medicine for the rest of their life or a long period of time like steroids or whatnot, you know, I was actually fixing the problem and these people were getting better and I was having uh, great results and people were flying to me. I mean, we still have this going on, obviously, people flying in and, and there was one patient that she got great results with vertigo and um, her hearing was improved slightly. And her tinnitus wasn't really changed much. So she kept searching and she found Dr. Almond Kaiser in Germany. And Dr. Kaiser was pioneering a procedure called Lumamed. And Lumamed is basically a series of a very specialized laser treatment to the inner ear. Uh, the lasers are very special that we use. Um, and so she told me about Almond and I was like, oh, that's great. You know, I'd love to, I'd love to meet him sometime, right? 
And it kind of went through the wayside because he's so far away is in, is in Germany. And as you know, my history, right? I got Lyme disease and I was really sick for a period of time. So I had this practice with people flying in and I was like the guy that had all the answers. And all of a sudden I'm sick and I have no idea what's wrong with me. And I'm going to all these experts and they don't have the answers. And I knew something was terribly wrong. So I finally tested myself, found out I have Lyme, had Lyme. And there was a doctor in, um, in uh, Sforzheim in Southern uh, Germany. So I went out there to do treatment with him for Lyme, which didn't really do much for me actually. <laughs> but, you know, it was um, meeting Dr. Kaiser was the silver lining to that trip. And so I was out there and I posted on Facebook and this patient who was also on Facebook was like, hey, you ought to go meet Dr. Kaiser. He's just in Baden-Baden. And so I reached out to him and I go over there and we just really hit it off. And he was looking for somebody in the United States that he could train because he had so many people reaching out to him from the U.S. that he could refer, you know? And, um, and so I returned to Germany and I spent some time with Dr. Kaiser, studied this procedure, Lumamed, and this was about five or six years ago. And I came back and I brought the technology to the U.S. and we've been doing it and we're the only center that does this. And um, we've had people fly from all over the place um, a lot of people um, in, in, in the United States to Florida to receive this treatment. And I've seen some really amazing results with hearing loss, tinnitus, and um, dizziness. I, I don't approach it the same way Dr. Kaiser does because of my training with functional neurology. And so I have a, a much broader skill set when it comes to vestibular disorders where we're able to do a lot of other things using neuroplasticity and different brain-based exercises and, and, and stabilizing activities. And when you combine that with the balloons and with the laser, it's like, you know, we're, so we're really seeing some very exciting things. So the same thing happened to me recently with a patient that, because um, tinnitus is still difficult, even with everything that I got that I'm doing, it's still a tough condition to get results with. Right. And so um, this patient found um, Dr. Shim in, in uh, Korea. And uh, Dr. Shim developed something called the Shim Spot. And this is a, um, it, it's, either, it's either platelets, like a platelet rich plasma, which is growth factors that are concentrated from your blood. So you have a blood, simple blood draw. And there, it's, a, it's a short spin of your blood. And there's a certain subset of that blood, which are growth factors. They're healing factors from your blood that are separated out. And then immediately they're injected into the ear, inner ear. And the other uh, method that he has is a stem cell injection, which is bone marrow, which we did on you yesterday. So we do a, a really simple extraction of bone marrow. It's just not, we don't really need much for the inner ear. Um, we, we, we sedated you, right? We used the gas and we had some ketamine that, that kind of put you in a bit of a twilight. Uh -huh. it, I'm really grateful that we, we did that, that small dose of, of ketamine uh, in the trochee, like a kind of a lozenge. Mm -hmm. That really helped too, because I was thinking about the kind of the blunt trauma, even though it's not that big of a deal, the procedure really, if you think about it, I mean, you're going through very little tissue to get into that bone and that bone in itself is relatively thin where you're going to get the marrow. So it's not like putting a freaking ice pick through your 
femur. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. it's, it's right there. I could even sense that it wasn't that. But still, mm-hmm. to the body, any penetration mm-hmm. or any kind of invasion, I think can be you know, experienced by the body as a living entity, as a mm-hmm. trauma. So mm-hmm. it was actually really cool to kind of be in communication with my body and be under just a little bit of the anesthesia between those two combined where I had my wherewithal and I knew it was going on, but I could intentionally disassociate to the degree that I felt I needed to, to mm-hmm. make it less traumatic on my body. Yeah. And then it was just a matter of kind of breathing and surrendering into it. Mm-hmm. I and mean, I wouldn't say it was a walk in the park, you know, like, oh, let's do that every day. Just because it's it's more the psychology of it because you're mm-hmm. like, ah, there's a needle going into me and mm-hmm. you feel someone kind of pushing on that bone to yeah. extract. And it's like the mental part of it, I think, is actually worse. And it's so, totally that way. Yeah, yeah that's why the, the, the sedation that we use is, you know, you're still clear. You can still communicate with us. Yeah. But you, and then we have the, the, the sound and the, and the music yeah. through the table. Yeah. That was another really cool thing about the treatment, actually. And it reminded me of when you and I were out with Dr. Matt Cook and mm-hmm. he was doing the work on my hip and my back. Yeah. And he just had the Grateful Dead playing, right. blasting yeah. the whole uh-huh. time. Yeah. And I'm watching his needle in the ultrasound. I'm laying there just seeing his needle go in the fascial plane and squirt the exosomes in there and everything. It kind of reminded me of that. It just, you created a vibe. You know, the lighting was as dim as it could be for you to be able to see what you're doing, obviously. Right. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, having the, you know, the, transducers in the table and like mm-hmm. a shamanic kind of music playlist it's very different than what one would experience speaking of noise i've always thought about how just auditorily toxic it is in a hospital mm-hmm. i mean you walk in any room even if it's they're not operating just being in a room it's like beep, beep, it's just mm-hmm. such an assault of noise it's really yeah. agitating to your yeah. nervous system so to be able to be on the table and feel the sound of the bass through Mm -hmm. the table and just Mm -hmm. hear that and have just the right amount of anesthesia Mm -hmm. um, made it totally doable. So anyway, that's, that's what it was. That's what what we want to hear. Yeah. Um, But yeah, mentally just knowing like, holy shit, these guys better know what they're doing. Yeah. (laughs) I kept kind of just praying and be like, cause I, and I had a blindfold on and while the fluid is going in your ear, you're also kind of deaf. Yeah. So I, it was muffled in terms uh. of what you guys are saying. I'm like, I couldn't tell if there was someone in the room the whole time, uh-huh. what was happening, you know? So yeah. I just had to keep trusting and surrendering because yeah. there's a needle, like a this... fucking hypodermic needle going uh-huh. into your ear, you know? Yeah. So there was, a, there was a lot of trust. Knowing you helped a lot, you yeah. know? And just like, I know you got my back, like you do all of your clients. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, very interesting, very interesting experience. Admittedly, being somewhat of a chemical phobe, I've been using non-toxic cleaning products at home for about 25 years. This is important to me due to a few factors. First being synthetic fragrance. Not only do I despise the smell of fake fragrance, but they've been linked to asthma, allergies, skin irritations, metabolic syndrome, diabetes, obesity, cancer, nervous system, and respiratory harm. As if that's not a good enough reason to avoid this stuff, next is the endocrine disruptors. Most cleaning products are loaded with them. They are environmental toxins that mimic your natural hormones, but without the benefits. They can affect the ovaries, adrenals, thyroid, and other glands. So no bueno, going to avoid it. Now, I recently got turned on to a really cool company called Branch Basics that solved this whole problem for me. Branch Basics is fragrance-free, plant and mineral-based, free of harmful preservatives. It's biodegradable, non-GMO, gluten and tree nut-free, and best of all, maybe not tested on animals. 
Plus, it's way more affordable than other similar products. Now, what makes it the most economical option is their one concentrate model. So one bottle of concentrate makes three all-purpose bottles, three streak-free bottles, three bathroom bottles, three foaming wash bottles, and does 64 loads of laundry. When you run out, the only thing you need to repurchase is the concentrate and the oxygen boost. And this stuff is super versatile. You can use the concentrate to clean your kitchen countertops, floors, bathrooms, and toilets, laundry, produce, and even as a hand soap. To get some, go to links.branchbasics.com slash lukestory. That's links.branchbasics.com slash lukestory. And use the code luke, which is good for 15% off all starter kits except the trial kit. For the folks in the back, again, visit links.branchbasics.com slash lukestory. So in terms of Dr. Shim's what what's the body of research that drew you to actually pursue having you know getting involved with him and stuff what kind of results is he seeing well so you know we did an episode on regenerative medicine um, not too long ago and so you know we have a rich history using bone marrow and using exosomes and placental stem cells and whatnot and platelets for a lot of orthopedic you know and we do some neurological cases as well i mean we've seen some amazing things with people with the quadriplegics and so forth using stem cells, right? So um, uh, this is something that we're, we're very familiar with. So I've, I've been wanting to do this to the inner ear because, you know, I'm doing Lumamed and I've got all these other things going on. I'm like, God, I would love to do it, but I didn't want to be the pioneer, right? Because, you know, it, and so when I found Dr. Shim and he'd already done all this research and I really liked and I felt aligned with his choices and, and what he was using. I like the bone marrow. It's something that we use a lot here. I like the platelets, you know, and, um, and I, I, I just knew that I could combine that with what I'm already doing to really take inner ear regeneration to like the next level. And so that's where um, Sunave, which in Hindi, Hindu means hearing, right? So um, you can find more about this at sunave.com. Um, S-U-N-V-A-E. We, we, ha- we have research on laser to the inner ear. And so um, the way that I like to think about it and, and the way that this is kind of all working together is that you have the most sensitive cells in your body or your, neuro- your nerve cells. And the reason that they're sensitive is because they require so much energy, right? So like your brain is um, 2% of your body weight, but it's, it's like a quarter of your energy, right? So it takes all this energy. And this, um, this high energy demand is metabolic um, demand, right? Metabolic demand, meaning it needs a lot of your metabolic resources. Your ability to make energy at a cellular level is extremely important because when it starts to dip, the first place it shows up is in the brain, like brain fog, right? Memory, you know, people with various neurological conditions are, um, are, are subject to metabolic issues because it's the mitochondria ultimately that's inside of the cell that is making energy and it's making energy efficient or it's not like a car that may have it's old and it's, it's, it's taking more gas and it's producing more pollution. In your body, you have the same thing. And as we get older, 
it's actually totally normal and natural for people to become less efficient as they get older, less efficient at making energy. And this is the core of all diseases. This is what I discovered through my challenges uh, through Lyme disease is, is that there's one common thread of all diseases because they all start with low energy. And we have various expressions of this low energy depending on our genetics and depending on our environment. And so with you, it might be a prostate problem. With me, it might be a liver issue, right? And so um, anybody that's looking at, at, at finding answers to any type of condition, a health condition, um, needs to take that really seriously to look at how can you support your energy production, your metabolic uh, status, right? So we call it metabolic medicine. And why this becomes so important is because, as we talked about before, the inner ear is, is out of all of the nerve cells. It's like one of the most demanding. It's why it's the canary in the coal mine. People start to have challenges with their metabolism and their energy production. They're likely to have some problems with their inner ear, especially if they're in a loud environment or they're having some sort of um, exposure to chemicals that might be ototoxic. And I would recommend looking that up. I mean, there's a whole, we're not going to get into it now, but you can easily Google ototoxic chemicals, foods, drugs, and so forth. And, and you can find lists of that. And, and those are things that you might want to start looking to avoid. So I knew if I could put together a program that supported energy, and this is the whole um, premise of Lumamed and laser, because your cells, they have the ability to, to take photons, which is non-matter, it's light, it's a, it's a unit of energy that has no matter. It, it, it's, it's energy, right? But it's a tiny little unit. And then you have an electron, which is matter. There's actually something there. It's like a little particle, right? And that is the electron transport chain in the mitochondria. That's what they call it. It's moving electrons. That's what the mitochondria does. It moves electrons. In the process of moving electrons, it's exothermic. This is a term in chemistry that means it's energy, um, heat comes from it, exothermic. And this exothermic reaction, the mitochondria and the cell use to make something called ATP, which is the energy uh, currency that makes everything work. And when you, when you don't have that, you, you could die very quickly. Like you need that constant supply and the nerves again and the inner ear are extremely sensitive to that. So what's really amazing is that inside the mitochondria, you have four complexes and they're named complex one, two, three, and four. And complex four, they call the cytochrome C, okay? And that complex cyto cell and chrome is light that complex actually can use light to make energy. And in fact, it's, it's the, at a chemical level, there's, there is a photon produced in order to complete that last step. And so that's why red light therapy, like we have a whole um, r- a little room that has all these big red lights I showed you, I think. I used it yesterday yeah. when I landed, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and was, this is. I liked it because you have both sides too. Oh, uh, yeah. Like I have my Juve thing back home and the sauna space, but it's, you know, you just do one side at a time. Mm-hmm. It's cool being sandwiched in that little closet. You can yeah. really feel the heat from both sides. It was cool. Yeah. And, and that's why when you, when you combine that with methylene blue and, 
And we, we created a protocol called sensory rejuvenation. And we haven't even really had a chance to discuss this. This was something I was going to talk to you about a little bit um, later in your, in your visit, right? And so sensory rejuvenation uses things like methylene blue, uses things like high-dose melatonin, right? I wrote a book called Melatonin Miracle Molecule. And it's right, right there behind him for those on video. Yeah. So, so this, is, this is on Amazon, and, and it's beyond sleep, right? And so melatonin is probably, between melatonin and methylene blue, they're probably the two most exciting molecules to really support cellular energy and also to support the stresses that we're, invo- you know, that we're subjected to, like stress resilience, right? The ability to take stress, which is always in the form of inflammation. This is really interesting to look at it that way, like, all stresses have one thing in common, is they result in inflammation. That inflammation needs to be dealt with by the body. And mitochondria absolutely can't stand inflammation. They shut down. In fact, they shut down to the point they say, I'm not even going to work. You got to do it yourself because I, I really don't like the, the inflammation that much. And so what happens is the energy then has to be anaerobic glycolysis so it's without oxygen out in the cytosol so out of the mitochondria and that energy production system produces 10 percent of what you would normally produce damn so you imagine like and this is what this is what i happens even with, knew you knew all this shit <laughs> like, we just <laughs> hang out sometimes and you know we just a couple dudes hanging out i'm like whoa you really understand this carry on this is yeah. really interesting for me yeah so um especially the part about the the fourth one uh-huh. making light, like producing yeah. photons, that's nuts. Yeah. But your yeah. mitochondria actually like emit light. That's so fascinating. Yeah. And there's little particles that spin really, really fast in there. And it's like there's, I mean, if we could like shrink down to like a tiny little and like observe, it would probably look like the most beautiful, magical thing you'd ever see. Right. It's like a mini cosmos in there. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm still under a little anesthesia. <laughs> uh-huh. No, you, no I'm you not. sure it wasn't that CBG? <laughs> oh, I did take that super. What's? Do you, had you guys have that out yet? Sorry, I'm digressing a lot. Yeah, here. the the Delta um, Dial G. Um, it, yeah, the CBG. It's, it's this full spectrum CBG is next level. It's so nice. I've, yeah. I'm like kind of loopy, not like high, but just like having fun. Yeah. Anyway, I totally derailed you. You were on to something uh-huh. really interesting. Well, I was going to I was going to talk about so all infections kill people through cytokine storms. Like so everybody's become familiar with the, cyto- the cytokine storm from COVID. And so this happens with Ebola, this happens with a variety of different infections. And it's the inflammation associated with the infection that overrides the body. The stress of infection is, is overwhelming. The mitochondria shut down. We start going on 10% of its energy, and it's not enough to fuel the immune cells. So the immune cells, all of a sudden, they, they poop out, and that's where people die. And it's based on this concept of the mitochondria saying, I, don't, I can't work in this environment anymore. You have to do it outside of the mitochondria. And so... What has been fascinating to me is finding out that what keeps it inside the mitochondria is melatonin. And melatonin really? sits there and it's made by every mitochondria. And you don't need it if there's no inflammation. If there's no stress equals inflammation. If so, if there's no inflammation, 
the mitochondria is cool. Like it, it's just, it, it doesn't need the melatonin. But when things start to heat up and you have that inflammation, melatonin comes in and it's holding the fort down, right? But it only can do so much. And as you get older, you produce less melatonin. And so you have less resilience to stresses. So do we have more stress or less stress these days than what we had oh my God. like 10 years ago? Oh my God. Right? The world is insane. It's getting worse too, right? And I mean, it's a dichotomy to me because it's, it's getting worse if you watch TV. But if you run in the circles in which I run, I see more and more people waking up and discovering themselves and discovering the truth of who they are and especially young people. So I see that we're in this like renaissance at the same time as like the house is on fire. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. The house is on fire, but many people are running out of the house and building a new house mm-hmm. next door down the road. I see that too. And I think that um, yeah. it's like pain, it's like pain to purpose, right? So it's like the, the pain associated with all this extra stress is either going to be motivating or not, right? And some people are going to succumb to it and other people are going to step up, right? And they're going to become stronger, right? So strong winds make for strong timber, right? That's what I think a lot of the people that we're surrounded with because we're kind of in that world. And, and you know, I will mirror your, your thoughts as well. It's like I, I see some amazing people that are doing amazing things right now. And then I also see a lot of people that are really suffering. And that's why I love what I do because I'm in a place that I can help those people that are suffering and show them, you know, some of these secrets, you know, like with melatonin, with methylene blue, with, you know, all of this, all of these things, you know, you don't have to take medicines or get surgeries. You know, it was really interesting. <sighs> I kind of questioning whether I want to say this or not. Because I was really... <laughs> that happens a lot when we talk. Every time you guys, before we record, John's like, hey, there's this thing. Da, 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 da. I don't know if I should talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, do you. You know, I'm, I'm open. I'm here for all of it. Well, you know, so Dr. Shim was really I, I, a lovely man. And I was really happy to have him come and train the last couple of days. And he comes from um, a very medical side. And his skill set is with surgeries you know, and procedures. And when we talked about virtually every type of holistic modality, he wasn't really familiar with it. In fact, I was educating him on laser and, um, and I'm not, I'm not saying this in a, in a negative way because this is 99% of that. That's what happens in the medical field is you're indoctrinated into using, you know, molecules that have gone through double blind placebo studies. And it's like they're for one indication. And, um, to me, it's a broken system, but it's not that it's bad. It's just that's what they were trained with, right? So I had brought up the endonasal treatment that I do, and you were sitting here, and um, Dr. Love was in the room. Got Dr. Patrick Love over here in the room hanging Patrick out. Patrick Love, <laughs> the man who had a needle in my ear yesterday. Yeah, he's out. I think, sp- wasn't he, that you? Yeah. I had my eye mask on, but I was like, Heard his voice and said, "Oh man, I hope he knows what he's doing." Uh-huh. I didn't even know what he did, by the way, either. Like I felt him with the needle in my ear, and I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" <laughs> like he seems like a cool guy, but does he have any credentials? That went through my head, and I was like, uh-huh. "All right, let it go. He's here." John wouldn't let him in my ear if he didn't know something. Yeah, yeah. So thank you for not, you know, putting yeah. a needle through my skull or anything. 
No, he came out from Spokane, Washington. I actually met him when I went to record a podcast with Ben Greenfield originally. It was like three years ago. And he has an amazing uh, clinic with, it's like this juice bar he's got in the front. So if you're ever out in Spokane, Washington, check Go, out. Let's give a shout Dr. out. Dr. Patrick Love. What's the name of your uh, clinic and juice bar out there? Wellness Tree Clinic and Wellness Tree Juice in Spokane, Washington. Boom. If you guys are in the area, yeah. hit it up. Yeah. Check it out. So uh, you're talking to Dr. Shim and his perspective is like, let's cut it out, burn it well, out. it was about your nose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so he said, he said he thought that your nasal passage was harboring some infection, chronic infection. And inflammation. That, and inflammation right? that was leading to some of the stresses in your ear, right? So inflammation was, I'm thinking, it's shutting down your mitochondria, right? So it's making the inner ear harder to do its work. That's, I mean, that's really at the bottom, that's the bottom line of what's happening, right? His idea was to do um, steroid nasal sprays for a while. Which is what I used to do when I couldn't breathe mm -hmm. before I knew that it was my diet and not having the balloons in my nose like you did. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think most people like when out I was there, a vegetarian, that's what they do. Dude, I had a stuffy nose all the time because all I ate was grains and mm -hmm. God knows yeah. what, you know. Yeah. Not to say that you can't breathe clearly as a vegetarian just that the vegetarian diet i was on was like soy and mm -hmm. you know yeah just really inflammatory foods yeah i've been there when i was a kid my dad i drive drove him crazy because at dinner i had to like i had to hawk out like loogies right i mean it was like chronic like all the time and i couldn't help it because you you can't swallow it you know and you're like it's like kind of at the back of your your nasal passage and it's like that's the way i lived and it was because i was um super allergic to gluten i know gluten and dairy i don't i don't consume any of the either of those anymore have you ever tried uh raw a2 milk to see if you can tolerate it you know i can like and then i can't so I, I just found a farmer yeah richardson farms another yeah. shout out outside of austin texas uh -huh. and because of the regulations there you have to like order it directly through them and then they'll bring it to you at the farmer's market which okay. i miss a lot of the time it's yeah. like early in the morning but i i haven't had like good raw milk and i talked to them like in person at their booth and everything and they're like oh all our cows are all grass-fed grass-finished totally free range it's a2 milk mm -hmm. which is doesn't have that inflammatory mm -hmm. protein like a1 cows there's two types of cows apparently two genomes or something mm. but i get on this shit dude like digestion perfect yeah and it makes every drink so delicious oh it's so good i mean it's, it's i so was good. like putting yeah. it in every smoothie coffee mm -hmm. adding it to bone broth just doing all kinds of shit to see if i could make it taste bad yeah and it's literally no, just it's amazing fatty whole milk raw cold yeah. it's like anything i put it in it's instant delicious are you you familiar with Weston Price? Yeah, yeah. And the yeah. Price Pottinger group in California, right? That's like I don't know the group, but I get his general premise. Yeah. yeah. So so the Weston Price is considered the father of the raw food movement, right? And he was big on raw milk. And um I think he might have been the one that really brought it to uh, people's attention. And so when they homogenize milk, you know, they heat it up, right? I mean, it's this processing involved that changes the proteins in the milk and um, a lot of people can tolerate raw milk where they can't tolerate processed milk. But what's really fascinating is that um, Pottinger, who was, he kind of um, followed Weston Price, you know, so Weston Price passed and then Pottinger came along and, and he ran a study that's really well known where he took a group of cats and he 
he fed them raw milk and raw meat. The other group of cats cooked meat and, and homogenized milk. And so, so let's give a little bit of background. What, what Weston Price really talked about was that the skull would collapse in, right? And then and the palate would narrow, the teeth would crowd, the maxillary bones would fall in, and the si- you'd have sinus problems. From eating processed foods, from essentially. Eating, or like well, the there was, Western diet? There was, yes, yes. In, in essence, and, and that would be the chemistry of the processed food, but also when, you, when you're not eating harder food, you're not activating bone growth, especially as a young, when you're young. So there's, there's a lot of different factors that play in on how the skull doesn't develop. And so you look at Aborigines, and so it's one of the books I have in my, um, in my room where we did the treatment is um, On Physical Degeneration is the name of the book. And so in this book on physical degeneration, um, Weston Price has pictures of all of these aborigines and also pictures of people that were raised in um, industrial um, you know, civilizations. And, and, and there was even twins. And you'd look at one in the wide palate and the other one, the face is all collapsed. And you know, we don't see it so much in the US in the sense that people will get braces and so forth, or they have their wisdom teeth removed to make room. Right. But when you go to places like Europe, you know, or Asia, I mean, the teeth are just, they're all over the place, you know, and this is just the natural situation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The Western price photos are amazing because you see what a a real undomesticated human looks like. Just ripped, low body fat, (laughs) huge, wide smile, bright white eyes. Uh Uh-huh. And it's, you got to travel to the inner earth now to find people that are still like that. I don't know, maybe in South oh. America or Africa or different places, right? Yeah. Where like, oh, and then you go to the UK. No offense against our UK. I happen to be born with straight teeth. I had a lot of other domestication problems, uh-huh. like the fact that I can't fucking breathe from a shrunken face or something. Yeah. But um, I noticed in the UK that people's teeth were like very yellow and crooked mm-hmm. typically mm-hmm. you know yeah. like if you see pictures of keith richards before he had his like fake teeth put in you're like wow yeah that's a lot of years of eating you know shepherd's pies or whatever for sure yeah <laughs> and lack, uh-huh. you know lacking the nutrition that these indigenous people around the world are eating that look beautiful and have big wide right. faces and palates and yeah. properly shaped skulls and stuff it's really well, interesting stuff. what really happens there and and this is what you know Pottinger with the obviously the cats that had the the cooked food and the homogenized. Oh yeah, milk, what happened to them? Their faces collapsed in. They got dental caries and they had all these different diseases associated with what we were we are common in civilized cultures, where the wow. ones that were on the raw diet like were super healthy, right? And they right. lived a lot longer. And so um, what what ha- what's happening is that there's that amount of inflammation besides having that dramatic effect on your ability to make energy efficiently through the mitochondria, um, it also has this effect, this inflammation shows up in the sinuses, right? So anybody that has a food allergy and immediately their sinuses blow up and it's hard to breathe, they know that that's like, again, I'm going to go back to that term canary in the coal mine. You know, if your sinuses get full and they're, they're, it's a problem, you likely have a lot of inflammation in your body. And it's just, that's like the sign saying, hey, you know, it's like the red warning light saying, hey, inflammation in your body, inflammation in your body. And so um, then when you can't breathe through the nose, you you become a mouth breather. And especially when you sleep, right? And a lot of people, mouth breathers, even when they're not sleeping. And so when you're mouth breathing, the tongue falls back, 
where it would normally be forward supporting the arch and the teeth. And so that's where you get that collapse face. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that really plays into the whole conversation that we're having about how there's a multiple factors that can play into a sick ear, right? So you have cranial structures, you have your metabolic ability through the mitochondria, and, and then you have these deformed hair cells that are damaged, right? So we, we look at this and we, we create systems for this. And we have systems that are a bit easier for people to go through programs. And then we have more advanced, depending on if somebody wants to step up. Like fasting can be incredibly helpful for the inner ear. In fact, there's been studies on, on autophagy, right? So this is the, um, the action that is the consequence of when we're in a fasted state as our body goes through this recycling and cleaning phase and that's called autophagy autophagy self-eating in in greek and so they've done some amazing studies showing that that autophagy is very very supportive to um hearing and then something precursors to nad like nicotinamide riboside nicotinamide mononucleotide um, or nad those have been shown to be really supportive because they support the mitochondria um i'm not this by the way i'm mm -hmm. gonna just hold that thought yeah uh, those listening that don't know this, you have another company called MitoZen, mm -hmm. and you make a suite of different products. One of them called NAD Max, which is a suppository. Well, I guess there's an oral liposomal version too. Mm -hmm. um, I just did a top 10 video, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I, I had to stick with like my fat-soluble vitamins and just basic fundamental stuff, but I did have honorable mentions, and the NAD Max was in there. Mm. Not like it's something I feel like I have to have, but definitely like if I could squeeze in like 11 or 12 things on a deserted island, that shit, brother, is, I mean, amazing for energy, especially if I'm like sleep deprived or not feeling mm -hmm. well. But for air travel, I've tried everything mm -hmm. you could possibly do. Hyperbaric chambers before and after. I mean, whatever. Nothing like those... Um, NAD suppositories mm -hmm. works for like making air travel less painful and depleting. Yeah. It's I, crazy. I, I've found it's some, like the best thing ever. Yeah. I found a lot of um, success using them personally as well. And, you know, it, we started really early on with NAD. Um, I went to one of the first NAD summits in San Diego, and it was originally for addicts right so they would do it they were they were finding at treatment centers maybe that's why i like it so <laughs> yeah right. well you know you deplete your nad levels with drugs and sleep and drugs especially alcohol and alcohol affects the sleep as well but they're huge nad drainers so these are stressors that are at the top of the list of what like just deplete your nad and nad is one of the rate limiting substances in the mitochondria for you to make energy and we lose it just even having birthdays. You know, the aging process will deplete NAD. And so when you start to bring that NAD back in and you start to increase cellular act, you know, uh, energy ability, things like mood improve quite a bit. You know, you're wanting to socialize. And so this is what happens with um, people that go through um, addiction and they, they hit these serious bottoms. You know, they've like just really depleted their, their essence, you know, and that's the, the NAD. And so they found that giving these people through intravenous um, um, treatment treat, uh, treatments, um, that, that their, their, their recovery was so much more robust because they felt more 
alive and happy. And so then they started to look at NAD for other things like, you know, life extension and blah, 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 blah. So there's been all these studies with it. And so we went out there looking at it. And so we started doing these NAD IVs. We were charging $1,500. People coming in, paying $1,500, and um, they would have to sit there. And it's a bit uncomfortable because you have these some symptoms for like five or more hours. And so um, it can be, I've done it, it's pretty uncomfortable. Yeah. Very cramping in your abdomen and just kind of burning. It's, it's uncomfortable, it's inconvenient, yeah. and it's expensive. Hella expensive. Right. So, so we put together a suppository that I believe rivals, I think it's better than an IV because you don't have, to, you know, you can do it every day. It's a lot less expensive. I mean, it's like less than 20 bucks. And you, you, you insert the suppository, there's a slow bleed into the bloodstream, right? So you get it into your blood and it's, it's lasts anywhere from five to seven hours. And I think, you know, the dosage in one suppository is equal to what most doctors are using in an IV. So there's like a thousand total milligrams, 500 is NAD, 250 is nicotinamide mononucleotide, one of the precursors, and then 250 milligrams of another precursor called nicotinamide riboside. So it's got everything in there. Um, so yeah, we, we were really excited about that product. That's the best. Um, and for those that want to get it, check it out. It's lukestory.com slash ear. It was right. Ears. Plural. Plural. Yeah. Cause yeah. I know when I listen to podcasts, I'm like, wait, what was that thing? And then it's distracting. So yeah. carry on listening just go to the show notes and you can find links to that. Have you ever wondered why some people get really sick while others only have mild cases? Well, researchers say the answer can be found in your gut health. A study published this year suggests that people with leaky gut and other gut symptoms may be at higher risk of severe illness. You know what I'm talking about? In fact, more than 70% of your immunity is created in your gut. Why does this matter, you might ask? Well, even if you're doing everything right, you will still be exposed to viruses and bacteria. It's simply unavoidable. It's just kind of how the world works. Now, personally, I've had a lot of leaky gut issues over the years and have made some huge improvements lately. I recently found an insanely cool product called Biome Breakthrough. Biome Breakthrough is the only formula that can repair compromised gut lining. So it helps to rebuild with the right probiotics and prebiotics and activate the four critical pathways to super immunity. It eliminates bad bacteria, feeds the good bacteria, and gives your immunity the strength it needs to fight off viruses. It's really cool stuff. It also comes in two flavors, chocolate, carnivore, and vegetarian vanilla. How I use it is I just throw this stuff in whatever morning drink I make, hot or cold, and it tastes delicious or not noticeable in some cases, and also mixes easily with pretty much everything. So power up your immunity today and try Biome Breakthrough risk-free by visiting biomebreakthrough.com slash Luke. And of course, I got a code for you. It's Luke10. That gets you 10% off any order. Again, that code is Luke10, and the website is biomebreakthrough.com slash Luke. And listen, if it doesn't work for you, these guys will give you your money back within 365 days of purchase. Totally risk-free, awesome, works. Check it out. Let's go back to the ear in that 
what is the LumaMed laser doing to bring bring it back to life and help mm-hmm. with you know mm-hmm. the energy production or whatever it is in there that's actually getting to the healing? So laser is really um, um, helpful for lymphatics, you know, and 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 if you look at like the list of what laser does to human t- tissues, cells and tissues. Um, it, it, it's a, it's a list. I mean, it increases protein synthesis, ATP synthesis. It enhances drainage and lymphatics. So it basically is, is acting as, um, promoting like the river effect, you know, bringing you away from that swampy effect. Uh, so, so there's, there's all these, um, healing benefits. And so when we look at injecting something like a platelet rich plasma or a stem cell injection from the bone marrow, and then we look at promoting that healing with laser and you're putting both these things together. Like I, I see this as being the future of what we can do, you know, cause we, we do that with orthopedics and we have for many, many years, you know, and we, we actually, um, we use a device called a soft wave, soft wave uh, or, um, stem wave is another term that we use and it's using sound, sound and light. Okay. And it works similar. The reason that we would never use that for the ear is because it's sound and it's loud, right? So it can actually be injurious to the ear, right? So we use laser for the ear and we will use laser for a lot of other tissues in the body, but we use the, the soft wave quite a bit um, and it has a similar effect, but uh, deeper uh, because it's hard to get laser deep into the body. But if we do, um, like say if we were to do your knee or your spine, maybe you have like a nerve root or a facet in your lower back, we actually, that same catheter that we put in your vein, we can actually run that down and it's called an interstitial laser, right? So we can guide that under ultrasound right to a specific part and then feed the laser, the filament. And so it'll shower, like it could be inside your knee and it'll light up the inside of your knee with with whatever color laser we want, like with the red laser and the 660 nanometer. Um, so we've been doing that for a long, long time. And, it, and it's incredibly synergistic. And so all we're doing is taking something that um, has proven the test of time and it's shown that it's a beautiful marriage and, and very um, synergistic. And we're just applying this to the inner ear. What is the wavelength of the laser when you're applying it to the ear for that particular treatment? Um, it's, you know, it's between, um, 600 and, um, probably 685 Mm. nanometers. So it's right in that, that sweet spot of where, where it's really magical. You know, that 660 is, is really a a beautiful area because, um, uh, we find that that's the, that's the area that really turns on that, that, that cytochrome, um, component of the mitochondria. And it also is the, the, the perfect wavelength to really activate methylene blue. Right. Yeah, I felt amazing today uh, when we did that. And still, probably the only reason I have this much energy after mm-hmm. the shit that we've been doing the past couple of days, I think was from that methylene blue IV and, yeah. and the laser. I mean, I could tell when it was in there. I was like, how do I have this much energy? I was yeah. just sitting there like so alive. It's mm-hmm. really incredible. Um, okay, I want to make sure I don't forget anything on the ear. So to give people kind of a picture of, of what happened when we did this treatment too. So uh, the injection goes in the left ear, which was for me the, the worst one, which is the bone marrow. 
feels really full, like you have water in your ear, like mm-hmm. when you dive in a pool, that kind of feeling. And then um, was instructed to lay on the opposite side, where you know, with that ear up for like thirty minutes. I'm mm-hmm. presuming to kind of let that fluid really saturate. Is that the mm-hmm. idea in mm-hmm. there? Mm-hmm. And then after that, did I think another thirty minutes, or maybe it was at the same time? I don't remember of the laser. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then stood up, and it was like everything was normal mm-hmm. for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. And then in terms of an. I want to see if you know about Shim's research and timelines, but I think you told me that it would be about three months and when we would test my hearing again mm-hmm. and be able to see like if we put a dent in it, so to speak. So yeah. for those listening, if you're like, did it work? Did it work? We don't know yet. But yeah. it seems like the, the efficacy of the lasers that you've already been doing for a long time with great success combined with his work, I'm, I'm pretty confident that it's going to be mm-hmm. an improvement. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, he he's done a lot of treatment over you know the last twenty years or so, and his his data is really exciting. You know, with what it's doing for hearing and tinnitus, and um, bone marrow is like kind of you know um, there's ten. To, so it, it really it's growth factors that we're really looking at. So there are stem cells involved, and they do play a role in this the growth factors are also really important and there's a lot of growth factors in your in your blood and we talked about the platelets and 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 how we concentrate those and so with with cases that are more um damaged right there's there's more profound hearing loss there might be more tinnitus the condition might have been there for longer periods of time we're going to need a little bit more oomph right we're going to need more strength in that regenerative process so that's where we look towards the bone marrow as as our um, you know aspect. So we will typically do two bone marrow treatments, or we'll do a series of six PRP treatments, and those are kind of the two basic options. Now, obviously, it's a case by case; it's not a cookie cutter thing. So um, if if you're if you hear this and then you come into the clinic and I recommend that you have eight PRPs or four PRPs, you know, it it's just going to be depending on what what you present with. Um, but the, the, the stem cell injections with the bone marrow are generally between two and sometimes there's patients that will need a, even a third. So and we'll be doing two cause we're going to do another one tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, woohoo. Yeah. <laughs> That's exciting. Dude, if I could, <laughs> I mean, it, honestly, if I could just lay down sometime and just have it be actually quiet and not, woo, I'll be super stoked. I know. My mind comes yeah. and goes. I yeah. noticed like it, when you're talking about our energy production in mitochondria, uh-huh. if I'm overwhelmed, stressed, uh, sleep deprived, the ringing's way louder. Mm-hmm. If I'm feeling really good, I get good sleep, I'm all on point, it's barely noticeable. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a very obvious correlation between the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I like your whole kind of whole being approach coming mm-hmm. at it from every angle rather than just kind of like more so in the western model as you were describing like let's just find the one symptom and right. treat the symptom with steroids or whatever like we're talking about actually regenerating mm-hmm. and healing versus just kind of band-aid something well you know i think it's exciting for some people to look at um like for instance the sensory rejuvenation protocol right which i've got an article um, maybe we'll link to that so you know if you think about the um if you're going to do the work to bring your cellular energy up higher, 
and you're doing this for the purpose of healing your inner ear, well, just imagine what the rest of your body is going to do, right? I mean, this is the most difficult and you're going to go after the most difficult. So, you know, I would offer that this would be an opportunity to raise the vitality of your entire body. And so that's kind of exciting to me personally. I don't find everybody is as gung-ho as I am. Like I'm, you know, I think you and I all share that quite a bit. Like we're, we're really into it. You know, I, I really love taking care of myself and I love exploring different ways to, to heal my body. I mean, it's my, it's my job, right? So I get to, I get to play and, and like get healthy and then show other people what I've done. And you're kind of doing a very similar type of journey. Yeah. Yeah. It's very fun. Um, let's talk about the, the prostate. Mm. I know everyone's really excited, here, but, uh-huh. yeah. but uh, as uh-huh. I indicated earlier, you know, I was having some minor issues there and just going like, just not even bothering me that much, but just like, I don't feel optimal. There's something mm. amiss, right? And we ran the labs, found a little infection. And so walk people through the process that we did with the sound wave <clears throat> therapy and mm-hmm. the, um, and the ozone injections. That was, that was fascinating to participate in as the patient yeah. and um you know i just think it's so important to share with people that there are alternatives right the prostate is a very stagnant area in in male you know in men and so the body has a hard time getting getting the immune cells to that area to clean that up and so what happens is we get an infection it just happens to find its way into that area and then it just festers and it stays. And then we get another infection and we just accumulate those as we get older. And so now our, the medical model is that, oh, benign prosthetic hypertrophy is totally normal. Like that's just what happens when men get older. And PSA goes up and wow, prostate cancer is so rampant. Like that's what happens. It's just normal, you know? Well, what's, what's causing that? Like what's the cause of that? And so I would offer that it's all caused by an infection in the prostate. In fact, there was a, a doctor, and I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting his name, but he's in Italy. And he just started studying. And so he would, he would sample, and this is what we did with you, is it's a semen sample, right? Because that's what comes out of the prostate, you know, for the most part. And so um, we sent I, it out. When I submitted that sample, I felt so much compassion for whoever's job it is to get those FedExes and open them and put them in the microscope or whatever they do. Oh yeah. As I was mailing it off, I was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) This is your job. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, well, cause some, a human's doing that on the other end, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you never know. They might enjoy it. Maybe. (laughs) I mean, but this is like the disconnect between me and all medical professionals the stuff you see, like you're looking in my ear with a whatever, mm-hmm. and you see the needle going in and the blood and guts and all the things. I mean, I think people that are medical practitioners, it's just not a big deal to them. Mm-hmm. To the average person like me, it's a little bit off-putting. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Well, okay. So um, back to the sample. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's sent to a lab and then they, they can look and see. I mean, by you had two infections. Right? You're uh, going to do a Zen? yeah. All right, Zen break. I'll show people on my camera what it looks like. I'm going to make a really funny face. This is John's other product from MitoZen. It's called Zen Spray Meditation Mist. Um, Oxytocin, Amazonian tobacco, plant medicine, hape sort of thing, and essential oils. It wakes up my brain really well. 
Mm. Carry on. All right. Your sample um, showed that you had two infections. Womp womp. And I've seen some people that had five or six. I've seen some people that had yes. like mold growing in their prostate. Yeah. Right? And I had, um, I've seen cases that were, that had, that were diagnosed with cancer. Right. And we've worked on a variety of different cases with, with this. And so back to this doctor in Italy. So he basically started testing everybody and he saw, I forget like how many people he tested, but I think it was like 1500. It was a large study that he did. Every one of the patients had an infection, right? So what'll happen is, and this has happened a couple of times is that I'll have a, a traveling patient and I'll test them and they'll go back home and they'll freak out. Right. And maybe they're not completely buying in on the the alternative side because I'm I'm using ozone and I'm using natural methods, right? And so I think a lot of people that are used to medicines and medical care, um, they might say, "Well, let me check with my doctor." You know, oh, I've got God. an infection in my Famous prostate. Last words. This sounds really serious. <laughs> so they go to their doctor, and the doctor wants to put them on like hardcore rounds of antibiotics, but it'll never work because. It, you can't get that circulation. So you're, you're trying to get an antibiotic to be saturated in a certain area to actually work against the infection, but it doesn't get into the prostate. Oh, right? wow. That makes sense. And what, so if you took, what if you took the antibiotic and injected it in there like you did with the ozone? That's what we do, right? And oh, so, okay. And so there are cases um, where like with this patient that had mold, like we found the antifungal that worked against that. And so then we, we use that in conjunction with the ozone. And, um, and so sometimes we have to be a bit more aggressive with these protocols. Um, but you know, it's a, it's an area of inflammation. This, this is a, a chronic inf infection, right? Which is producing inf inflammation in your body. Just like, um, if, you know, you look at the studies on patient people that don't take care of their gums, right? I mean, I can see your gums are nice and pink. You got healthy gums, right? Um, not a, some people don't, right? And they have bad gingiva and these are, these are pockets of in, inflammation of the body and it goes systemic, chronic stuff in the nose, right? Um, these are issues. We have a bad colon, you know, and this is where we were, at, when we did this, um, this uh, endonasal treatment, I was talking about Ganesh, right? I'm such a fan of Ganesh. I love talking about Ganesh, but he's the Lord of doorways in Hindu. And so these are all doorways, right? So we have to take care of our doorways. We have to take care of our doorways, our ears, our doorways, right? Into the body. That's why we're looking at creating these rituals with some of the products that I make um, where we're creating something called the, the Ganesh morning ritual where we're actually taking care of our doors like the Boca Zen which we just launched which has um, all these great essential oils and you put it in your mouth move it around your gums and you take a, a toothpick and you can kind of move it between your gums I had some at your house this morning saw it on the counter yeah I, I left it there for you, you did? <laughs> yeah yeah it's amazing it's the funny thing is it really wakes you up yeah so it's weird because it's quite potent I mean there's right. like cinnamon and oregano uh -huh. I, I sense in there yeah yeah. I like the new version too. It's a little sweeter. Yeah. It's like less oregano, uh -huh. a little more sweet cinnamon, but yeah. still like, holy shit. Yeah. Really strong. Yeah. And then we've got the Irie, which is an eye drop, right? We we're just kind of, we're probably going to launch it within the next week. And then we're going to probably put the, um, 
you know. So there, there's also a nasal spray called Glutastat, which is more antimicrobial, which is what I want to put you on, right? So Dr. Shim had suggested that this could be a, a, a situation that's, that's setting a stage up for you to have weakness in your inner ear because of the inflammation. And so um, his suggestion was, well, let's do the uh, anti, uh, let's do the steroid for a month. And if it doesn't work. He also work, said you should just have surgery. That's what I was going to say. The deviated septum. I was like, I already did. It, like, that doesn't work. And he goes, they did a bad job. <laughs> I was like, this is like a top surgeon in Beverly Hills. Don't tell me that. You know, this is a long time ago, but I yeah. can't, because I couldn't breathe. Yeah. So I, of course, I went to, you know, a, an ENT, whatever. Uh, and he's like, oh, we just got to do the surgery. And so at that time, I had insurance yeah. from the entertainment industry and they paid for it. So I did it. Oh, sweet. The worst experience of my life, by oh, the I way. Oh, I know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there was no one could have prepared me for the pain and suffering that oh, came shit. after that surgery. Yeah. It was absolutely horrific. Yeah. Horrifically uncomfortable and painful for a week, two weeks. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's like really like in the core of your being is like brutal. right there, right? Brutal. Yeah, yeah. I would not recommend it. Mm. And the, the, you know, the kind of sad thing about it was that actually, I mean, there might've been something structurally there that was improved. Um, mm -hmm. But when I just changed my diet, then I could breathe. And then when I started doing ozone and after doing your balloons, I, I mean, a lot of contributing practices led to no more sinus infections and it's mm. very rare that i would get one yeah now if i sense one coming on i'll use your glutostat mm -hmm. and the nebulizer mm -hmm. gone i mean yeah 20 minutes gone like mm -hmm. it never happened so. well that's what i want to do with you because we talked about you know really being consistent with that for a long period of time and then also i wanted to do a swab to test for you for marcons right and so marcons is a um, collection of um, staff that's that's resistant to antibiotics, and I see this with a lot of the population with patients with like mold, you know, biotoxin illness, um, mold and Lyme, and you know, chronic Epstein Barr, and a lot of these uh, patients chronically like carry this this Marcon's, and that might be what you've been carrying all these years, and you really have to be consistent for at least thirty days with something that's going to really work. You now. What's standard, what's really amazing is in the alternative um, uh, circles is they'll use something called a BEG spray. And it's, it's basically, it's a, it's a combination of a bunch of antibiotics. And the G in BEG is gentomycin. And I, I, it just oh completely baffles me why these guys, and they've, they have these compounding pharmacies making it specifically with the gentomycin for Marcon's. And if somebody put it together and then they showed, hey, this works for Marcon's and we have data showing that we did this and Marcon's went away. And so everybody's just on that bandwagon, right? And so, especially if you have an inner ear problem, you do not want to do bag spray, right? And for those that have gone down that, that road with mold and biotoxin illness with, with various doctors, you know what I'm talking about. So that's where we came up with the glutostat, which is basically all natural. It's essential oils. It's got a, a colloidal silver, you know, and, and basically, um, and uh, glutathione and glutathione. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And NAC and there's terpenes in there, antimicrobial terpenes. There's, there's quite a lot in that, in that product. And so we've, we've treated hundreds of patients with Marcon's and we've got hundreds of before and after tests with, with Marcon's showing that it clears with the glutathione. Wow. Yeah. Badass. Yeah. Back to the prostate. <laughs>
<laughs> so antibiotics can't get in there. It's a closed environment. It's uh-huh. a closed loop. Yeah. But you could theoretically, and I guess you said in really bad cases, just inject it right in there. But what we did today was a combination of the uh, sound wave therapy and an injection of ozone or a few injections of ozone gas mm-hmm. directly mm-hmm. in there. So how does yeah. how does that work? Because yeah. this will be interesting to do a before and after, right? Like, oh, okay, yeah, I showed I have these yeah. two strains mm-hmm. of bacteria. Mm-hmm. We do a series of things. And then what I really love is like seeing the after labs and going, aha, we got it. Like right. that's the yeah. best feeling. Yeah. I mean, aside yeah. from just your symptoms go away, which mm-hmm. mine, I mean, I could have not even noticed. I probably had it forever and didn't even notice. It just lately, I've been like, I don't know. just feels like I got to pee all of a sudden. It's annoying. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I got to go. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, not like, oh, I feel like in a little while I should go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm just chilling. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I got to pee now. Bye. Yeah. Which has happened in the middle of podcast. Yeah. Know, a couple times. <laughs> like, there was one recently, I think it was Kelly Brogan or one of them. And I was like sitting there, I'm like, okay, hurry up. I'm trying to send her, you know, telepathic messages like wrap it up wrap it up and i just finally was like i gotta pee like we're out yeah that's funny so well so the prostate is is like this kind of separated container that there's not a lot of exchange through your circulation right so you can have this chronic infection that sits there you're not likely to be able to ever get it with oral antibiotics or even iv antibiotics right um you can have them injected um uh, preferably with some sort of guidance, you know, the ozone doesn't necessarily, we don't use guidance, ultrasound guidance with that usually because, um, it's, it's for us, it's a fairly easy injection. Um, How did, how did you know? So just for people listening, especially for the males out there and bear with me, females that don't have a taint, but like the freaking needle went into the perineum, you know, there was some numbing, you know, mm-hmm. beforehand, thank God. And I had a little bit of the nitrous on tap just in mm-hmm. case it got weird. Yeah. Uh, but like, how do you know? I was laying there wondering, like, how do they know how far? Are you measuring, like, how far the needle goes in or how long the needle is based on the anatomy of that area to know when you're getting in that pocket that contains the prostate? Yeah. Well, you know, my team's been highly trained. You know, we train with Frank Schallenberger, you know, who's kind of the father of ozone. And, and then we've done enough of these cases that, you know, we've, we've gotten really comfortable with, with the procedure. Um, but you know, maybe early on the first few cases, you know, we kind of were able to figure out, oh, we might angle a little bit this way, a little bit that way. And then you kind of get, you kind of nail it. It just becomes intuitive because you only have so much needle and so much tissue to get through and you kind of just know. And it's a tiny needle too. It's a 27 gauge. So it's like, you know, it's almost a little bit bigger than a human hair. You know, it's it's really tiny in it, but you know, it's two inches. Um, but the, the. Uh, yeah, I love that you brought up the uh, SoftWave device, right? So the um, SoftWave device uh, is is really amazing, and um, most, or I say, it like a large majority of people that that practitioners that buy these devices are urologists, right? So there's one other unit in Sarasota. We have one, and then there's only one other one, and it's a urologist that has them, and so they use them for um, sexual enhancement like for erectile dysfunction or enhancing um, sexual um, uh, feeling and sensation. Oh, bonus. Yeah. Bonus for me. <laughs> uh-huh. And, and it's because it increases... No pun intended bonus. <laughs> it increases uh, um, neovascularization, so it improves um, bringing more blood supply into the area so you're, you're, you have more sensation. 
And, and then it's also helpful for um, prostate because those sound waves are actually antimicrobial. And um, you're kind of, you're kind of, it's a bit like at a cellular level, it's like a stressor that like responds with this, this adaptive response. And so there's some healing that happens. That's interesting. Like cymatics where the certain frequency of a note shatters the crystal Mm -hmm. glass. Right. And then you have like the cell wall of these bacteria being shattered. That's exactly it. It it breaks up the cell wall of the bacteria. So cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we love it. I mean, I use it for abdominal, you know, we'll do liver, um, I like to do, and maybe we'll do this tomorrow with you, is I like to do the feet and the hands because you have all these different meridians and acupoints. And so we do the, the, the feet and the hands and then we'll have people go into that CVAC pod, right? And it just kind of flushes the body and, and maybe we'll do like a methylene blue IV with them kind of in the middle of that. That machine really adds a lot of value to our practice because when you, when you learn how to use it, I actually placed one at UFC um, earlier this year um dana white is is a, both a friend and a patient of mine i fly in there and treat him he's the owner or one of the area manuel is actually the main owner and dana white is um is he he was one of the founders right but he also maintains an ownership and he's the ceo of ufc and so i had been doing some health coaching with ari and eventually did some of the endonasal work. Um, we, we had done that together and he was really excited about it. So he, um, he suggested that I, um, you know, reach out or he connected me with um, Dana and I've been out there about three times. And so then that led to me working with um, a lot of the UFC fighters doing the balloons because obviously their facial structures and their breathing <laughs> is terrible. So oh my it, God. But, I don't but, know how those guys do it. Oh, I know. I, I, it's not my thing. You, you hit know? me once, and that's I'm good for life. You know oh, what I dude. mean? Like I, I think yeah. I was punched like properly, maybe yeah. one time in uh-huh. my life, just right, right to the nose yeah. in elementary school, and yeah. I was like, I'm good with the fighting. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I know. That's, I, I'm, I, I feel complete. Yeah, don't, don't. But well, I respect <laughs> the warriors. You know, I mean, uh-huh. they have their place. Oh uh, yeah, they're. I just, well, there, there's maybe, maybe I'm a warrior of the heart, or on a good day, the intellect. But um, well, there's a mutual respect a lot of those fighters have. Like I, I, I didn't really follow. I didn't even know who Dana White was. Like when when Ari introduced me and put him on a FaceTime, I was I like, who are you? <laughs> I don't know who you are. So, I, but yet I grew up with Helston Gracie in Hawaii. My sister, my sister's best friend, married Helsey Gra- Helston Gracie. The jiu-jitsu who, who, dynasty. Yeah, right. right. And yeah. his brother was Horian, who I was introduced to. I did balloons on both those guys as well, like way back, you know, and they were really into that because that was helping them. And so I had a connection with UFC, but it's not my jam. You know, I don't like watching people beat themselves up. And so I did go to a couple fights when I went in to, to see um, Dana. And yeah, it's like, you know, these guys are like... <laughs> machines it's scary you're like oh, i man. i would never want to see these people like in a in an alley and piss them off it's good having some friends though you know kyle kingsbury a friend of mine in austin he, uh-huh. he used to fight and when he whenever he's around i just feel safe you know what yeah. it's like if any shit went down he would just be dropping fools like dominoes you know uh-huh. so it must be a good feeling to have that and maybe i have a latent in there somewhere but yeah uh, yeah 
If you're like me, you probably tried a few, if not many, CBD products. And if it's done right, CBD can nourish the body's endocannabinoid system to support stress, sleep, and inflammation. The bummer is that most of the CBD I've tried either lacked a noticeable effect or contained undesirable extraction toxins and sometimes even pesticides. So I was ecstatic when I found this company called Ned. They produce USDA-certified organic CBD products that are chock-full of premium, full-spectrum CBD, including active cannabinoids, terpenes, flavonoids, and trichomes. So rather than trying to outsmart nature and isolate parts of the plants, they produce it as nature intended by capturing all the goodness in their Rocky Mountain-grown hemp. I was also happy to discover that they not only created superior CBD oil blends, but also an excellent magnesium super blend called Mellow. And that one, they combined magnesium, L-theanine, and GABA, and it's a beast of a sleep aid. In fact, I like to stack it with their CBD oil blend as a powerful sleep aid. So my daily NED ritual usually consists of small oil doses throughout the day to keep my nervous system calm, followed by that combo I just mentioned at night to prepare for sleep. And let me tell you, this stuff knocks you out. When my anxiety is low and my sleep is deep, it enables me to not only have a greater sense of well-being, but also to be much more focused and productive. So these guys do it right with full production transparency, all available on their website. You can become the best version of yourself and get 15% off Ned products with the code Luke. All you do is go to helloned.com slash Luke and enter the code Luke at checkout. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash Luke. Big thank you to Ned for sponsoring the show and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. I hope the listeners are hanging in with us because we're going all over the place. It's probably fun for some, annoying for others. Well, we, we were talking about the sound wave and that led to... It, yeah. it, so mm-hmm. it is also effective, I'm assuming, for injuries, right? Because I've had, I've right. had yeah. the TRT, it's also it's called. same thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, done on my hip and on my back and I love it. But this was the first time it was on like soft tissue and right. on my abdomen. And mm-hmm. for those listening, the subjective experience of it is it's like a loud, a loud clicking, clack, clack, clack. And then you feel what kind of feels like electricity going deep into your tissues and then if it happens to go so deep and it's over a bone then it's like pretty jarring when it kind of Mm -hmm. that's what i think is happening when it hits a bone it's like boom it's hitting some resistance Mm -hmm. rather than just kind of passing through yeah it feels like it's going through the tissue and then clack it hits that bone well it's it's a connective tissue that is generally what causes pain in our body okay and so the connective tissue attaches to the bone they call that the enthesis right so the the enthesis is where the anchor point to a tendon or ligament is. We're surrounded by that. That's what's holding us together. And that's what gets injured. And like we talked about the prostate not having a lot of circulation, this is de- these are dense tissues. So they get injured and they kind of just stay that way. And so these are s- sensitive areas because they're usually got some inflammation going on. And then you have that sound interact with it. Um, if you had that over uh, a bone that had no inflammation or no injury to the connective tissue, it's like we start to do a series of people and eventually like you can do it over these areas and they're like, no, nah, it doesn't really hurt anymore. Oh, interesting. So it's kind of the inflammation that's mm-hmm. reacting yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of the pulse centers, PEMF, when you put on a really low frequency, the yeah. slow like whack, whack, yeah. whack. Yeah. It, it'll do that same thing and you can uh-huh. you can kind of chase your injuries around with it because like, 
put it right here and sit, you know, the little um, kind of donuts you put on your leg right here. It's like, oh, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Turn it up. But then you move it three inches and it's like, ah, uh -huh. you hit something, some stagnation or inflammation yeah. in there. It, it's kind of reminds me of that. It does. The way yeah. that it feels. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It's like a homing device for where an injury uh -huh. or something is. Exactly. Some stuck energy. You know, say I'll have a patient come in and then they'll have like a, a problem with their, in their leg and their pelvis and their lower back or whatnot or around their shoulder. I'll do the, the soft wave on their body and I'll really be able to locate right where their hot spots are. And then that, then I go in with the ultrasound and really look and, oh, what's going on in there? Oh, that's where all the damage is, right? So it becomes, a, it's a diagnostic tool as well. Okay. Yeah. And then with getting the ozone gas in there, what's the mechanism of action for infections with that? Ozone is a um, hundred times more antibacterial, antiviral, um, antifungal than bleach, basically. Like it's super antimicrobial. And Besides being antimicrobial, it's a stressor that activates um, immune cells. It activates stem cells. It activates a lot of signaling um, in the body that leads to a lot of healing, right? So our body um, tends to respond very favorable to, it's called hormetic stress, right? So hormesis is where a stressor isn't exceeding the ability of the, the tissues of the body to adapt to it. If you have too much, then you, it doesn't adapt and you have damage. If you have just enough, right? So it's enough where you get enough influence to create this reaction, but not so much that it's too much to uh, adapt to. You have this really sweet spot called the hormetic zone. And so we use ozone and we, we, we dial in the exact, um, it's called gamma, right? The concentration of ozone is measured in gamma. Um, we used a 30 gamma concentration, which is going to be more of an antimicrobial. If we were looking to like inject your knee or your back or your shoulder or something like that, we might use more of like a 20 gamma, right? So it's a lesser concentration. So it's not really looking to be antimicrobial as much as we're looking to be more regenerative. It's an amazing instrument, you know, and um, it really um, lends itself really well to safely injecting it into this area because it just kind of floods um, the area that's between tissues, right? It like gets in all around the capsule and uh, the fascial planes and so forth. It does its activation and then all of those activated uh, cells and, and tissues and so forth kind of go in and migrate and support the prostate. So that hormetic stress in there is essentially alerting the white blood cells to like, hey, there's there's a stress here, come in. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, oops, there's bacteria here, munch. Yeah. And they Pac-Man that bacteria. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Nice. Yeah, cool. That's exactly cool. I have to put things in very simple terms <laughs> sometimes for myself to understand and maybe for some of the listeners yeah. that, you know, are like me. Wow, super cool. And with a with a, a case like mine, for example, or some that you're seeing where people might have even more strains of bacteria in the worst case mold in the prostate, mm -hmm. how many of these combos of the sound therapy and the ozone injections typically will you see before they show clear labs? Yeah. So we usually like to do a two week protocol. You know, I mean we've we've done one week protocols before. Um we would like to see um you know, in a one-week protocol, two or three injections with the ozone, um, and um, the you know a similar uh, amount of the soft wave, you know, the sound wave device. In a two-week, we would just double that, right? So, um, your case 
isn't um, I mean, just having the two bacteria is is a more mild case compared to whatever we've seen before. So um, our game plan is we're going to do two of the injections here because that's all we have time for. And then um, unless we can squeeze one on Friday morning before your flight. I enjoy getting needles in my prostate before I get on a plane. Yeah. yeah. Be great. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? No, well, that's that's another thing. It's, it's like really I don't want to overly stress you. As no, well, it's, it's really like, not that yeah. bad. I'm like I'm making it funny, but it was yeah. it wasn't not it wasn't a big deal. No, I, you yeah. did well. Yeah, yeah. But with um, a lot of this stuff too, just for people listening, a lot of the hurdle is just mental, right? You just have to really you know have trust in the practitioner, and obviously I have trust in you. And then it's like the stress of it. If if you don't have the right mindset, actually makes it worse than the actual thing. Because every mm-hmm. time we do something, you're like, okay, that's it. And I'm like, I was totally gearing up for some really hardcore feeling or sensation. And I was like, oh, that was nothing. You know, yeah. it just wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. Well, like I remember I told you, I said, okay, this is just going to be the point of a pen. I'm just going to make a mark. Yeah. And if I don't tell people, because obvi- uh, they're expecting an injection, they feel that tip of that pen, that felt tip. It's like a surgical marker where we mark where that we're going to inject and then we take a tiny little insulin needle and put some lidocaine so that the actual injection is much more comfortable and that's what we did with your bone marrow and that's what we did with your um your prostate injection so it, it's it's that um it's that anticipation and it so pain is a personal private experience right one one person may experience pain and the other person might experience pleasure you know, and so it's it's totally a choice that you have, and that's why I like um, a medicine like ketamine as an anesthetic because it's a dissociative and it lets people. Same thing with the gas; it lets people just kind of dissociate a bit, and it kind of takes the edge off the anxiety associated with the procedure. It doesn't really block the pain as much as it takes you away from that. You know, it's like kind of scratching the record of you like focusing in on yeah. I, I noticed that it just helps. It helped me to stay calm, mm-hmm. right? And just like breathe. And it, yeah. yeah, you're right, though. I could still feel what was going on. But it's right. again, back to what mm-hmm. I was saying it's, it's not that it's that painful. It's what it's the message that your mind creates about it. It's yeah. the story that you create because you picture what's happening and how bad it's going to hurt. And you build up this anticipatory, you know, story or anxiety around it. And then it's not really that big of a deal. But mm-hmm. that. The mild anesthesia is helpful in just like being able to just relax and just kind of go into a little dream. Mm-hmm. Even at one point when I took a big, a big uh, blast of the, of the nitrous, it mm-hmm. reminded me of Bufo at one moment. I forgot to tell you that. Oh, yeah. I mean, not at all like that. Yeah, you know, magnificent. Um, for there's no words to even describe right. Bufo really, honestly. But it's, it, it, it's it can get a little intense with the combination of both those. Yeah, but it yeah. did. It did. At, at a moment, I was like, okay, the room is gone. There's uh-huh. no body anymore. I'm just kind of in consciousness, floating here. I know there's something going on down there, and it, it kind of reminded me of that, like a pseudo oblivion. Oh, this is when we did the prostate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, no. <laughs> this is during the ear. Uh, this is during the ear. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. During the ear injection, when I. It it just got like mentally uncomfortable because I knew what was happening and I could feel it. So I was like, yeah, <sighs> it took yeah. like a couple big inhales uh-huh. uh, of the nitrous oxide. Yeah, and then I was like, oh, okay, yeah. this is different. Yeah, it reminded me of the Grateful Dead parking lot, nineteen ninety three. Oh yeah, yeah, we used to call it hippie crack. 
Oh yeah, you for could sure. Buy, you could buy it for five bucks. A big oh, I party know. balloon. <laughs> yeah, there's balloons everywhere. And no the one, we call dead. it hippie crack because uh-huh. once someone got on it, they wouldn't pass it. You know, the only way you could get the balloon back is if they fell on the ground. <laughs> and passed out, and then you grab their balloon before all the gas leaked out. What's yeah. the deal with the Grateful Dead and those the the nitrous balloons? Like they're so into it, they're, you, they're everywhere. Is that still the case? Yeah, I, I went. I went at Hollywood Bowl um, with Matt Bennett. Actually, right, it's right a mutual right. friend. He's also right. really into methylene blue, and yeah, and um, it's the first. It was the first Grateful Dead he went to, and me, and it, a, a, a mutual, a friend of mine who you met, Evan big Grateful Dead guy, right? Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, I got to take you to a Grateful Dead show. So we go, and man, there was, there was cops walking right past people that had huge canisters of, of nitrous and just filling they them up with the balloons. And the police funny. were just like ignoring it. I'm like, I cannot believe this. Dude, I can't believe they're still doing that. And what the allure is for people like that, I don't know, but I could speculate based on what the allure was for me back in the day. You're like probably on acid you've been drinking hella beer you're drunk off your ass and you get out of the show and the party's over like it starts to clear out and back in the day they had camping at mm-hmm. grateful dead shows mm-hmm. so it was like just a like a mini burning man probably kind of thing mm-hmm. but by the time i started going they had stopped the camping um so you only have so many hours before the cops are going to come in and start ushering all the cars out and so it's like that one last you know deep psychedelic experience for 10 seconds or whatever it is yeah uh Funnily enough, the only time I think they did put the only time I was ever in no, sorry, I was arrested one other time. <laughs> but I thought I was going to get arrested. I was in Orange County at a dead show, the early 90s and it, after the show in the parking lot, you know, we're finding the tank, right? And we're hitting the hippie crack and then when we drove out we pulled into a gas station and we're like going and peeing in the car wash. And I mean, we're on acid. We're just wasted. Mm-hmm. And Orange County at that time was very conservative, like super Republican, super conservative. Like you didn't fuck around, you know, mm-hmm. which is the birthplace of Southern California punk rock by no accident, probably as a reaction to that conservative kind of place. But you didn't play in Irvine. Irvine Meadows was the venue. So all of a sudden we're surrounded by cops and they're like, where's the tank? Where's the tank? Where's the tank? And we're like, what tank? <laughs> we were buying it off another guy. They had been watching like with binoculars or something from outside the parking lot. It was like a sting operation for the nitrous tanks, for the hippie grass. Oh, shit. And they thought it was in our trunk. So they, you know, they found a little weed on me, wrote me a misdemeanor ticket. It's like $280, which I thought was hilarious because it was like, like, like a bong hit worth of weed that I had left because I, I did it up during the show. They throw me and my friend in the back of the car and they searched the car that we were in for the tank and didn't find the tank and then inevitably let us go. Um, so it sounds like the cops at the Hollywood Bowl are much more tolerant of the nitrous tank. Yeah. But where people would get them when I was a teenager is they would break into dental offices. No one get any ideas about this clinic, by the way, you criminals out there. But kids we knew would break into dental offices or their dad was a dentist or something. They would steal the tanks and that's how we got the supply. Mm. I think a lot of people at the shows would use that method to procure oh, yeah. their tanks of hippie oh, yeah. crack. For sure. Yeah. So we, mm. <laughs> we, <laughs> we digress. This is fun. This is fun. <laughs> this is the shit that happens when you're like, you like someone, enjoy their company, and you're like, oh yeah, there's a microphone on. We're supposed to be doing something here. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> what are we doing? So we, okay, we covered the ears. Prostate. We covered the prostate. <laughs> ah, I know. There's one thing we touched on it, but I know based on people's curiosity around methylene blue, because it's just, it's such a fascinating substance. It does so many things. I think Mm -hmm. it was 
first made of medicine invented in the late 1800s. I mean, it's been around forever as one of the first, if not the first drugs. I'm no expert, but I just find it fascinating because it does so many things, antiviral, fungal, bacterial, boost your mitochondria, brain function. It's just kind of one of those things that seems to do everything, sort of like ozone, right? Mm-hmm. Like ozone mm-hmm. just is so wide-reaching in its benefits. Um, mm-hmm. So I know people are going to be like, wait, go back to the methylene blue thing. For people that want to come to the clinic and like mm-hmm. try it, I'm sure people want to. Um, with the IV that we did, you're shining your your mito light, red light on the IV bag, mm-hmm. right? And then the IV is going in, tons of milligrams. And then that takes a while. Then after that, you put the laser in. So we kind of described that as a treatment you do here, what do you do that for? And if somebody wanted to try that, what are some of the applications or what would be the purpose of that other than just today, I just felt amazing energy Mm. and bouncing back from all the treatments we've done and travel and all that. Yeah, that's a great question. I believe that virtually all diseases are caused by an energy deficit. And if you can turn that around, then I think there's some real healing that can happen in the body and regeneration. And so, um, methylene blue was the first synthetic drug ever. Oh, uh, it was the it, first. Yeah. In wow. eight, 1860 something, um, it was discovered. And, um, I think Paul, it was in the 1880s, 1885 or something. Yeah. Okay. We'll look it up. Paul Ehrlich, I think, um, called it the magic bullet. Right. And so he was the one that he had all these Nobel prizes for stuff surrounding um, malaria. And, um, and so um, he, he was talking about a, a substance that had such profound healing abilities in the body, yet left the body unharmed and um, had these antimicrobial effects. And that's what they, because it's a staining substance, right? It's very brilliantly blue. And so they were staining the, um, the malaria to observe when they added various chemicals to see what would kill it because they were trying to find a new chemical to, to kill it for, to save people's lives. So as soon as they added the methylene blue, all of a sudden they noticed, holy smokes, like we found our solution. This, oh, that's this hilarious. Day, right? That's so funny. And, and so the other thing that they found is that it concentrated in the cells, in the specific part of the cells of the mitochondria. And so it had an affinity to the mitochondria. And so there's so much mitochondria in nerves that the nervous system just lit up, right? Like for instance, there's cells in your brain that have 2 million mitochondria per cell. That's Holy like in the shit. substantia nigria. Are, are super small. Yeah. Wow. And then they're like, I think the average heart cell has like 2,000. And, and, and there's other cells that have hundreds, right? So when you have that many mitochondria and then all of a sudden you see like certain parts of the brain totally light up. Like one, one thing that's really interesting is that if you look up methylene blue and you read about it, a lot of people are super nervous thinking that they're, they're going to be injured by methylene blue because some of the things that are written about it make it sound really scary. Well, there's all this fake news propaganda, like aligning it with fish bowl, you know, fish tank cleaner yeah. and all this stuff. Anytime something works, then the powers that be are going to come out and try and discredit it. Right. You exactly. Know, it's just, it's yeah. so predictable at this point. It's like, okay guys, like this one again. Yeah. It's, it gets really old. Well, well like, so the, this is really fascinating. It's like, so the, the, the thymus gland 
is super metabolically active. So it really turns very blue if you do like IV methylene. Like your thymus is probably lit up blue like crazy right now, right? And so they use that when they're doing a surgery to remove the thymus. It's called a thymectomy. They use the methylene blue and they use a lot of it, okay? And so they can see the thymus. And so they had five cases that, that had a serious complication that leaded to death. And all five of those people were on SSRIs. So they concluded that, oh my gosh, like methylene blue should not be taken with SSRIs. It leads to serotonin, serotonin storm. But the thing is, is that they use such massive doses. It's not even close to the therapeutic doses or way, way. Even the, the dose I gave you today is a light dose compared to what they would give patients for the surgery. So the Mayo Clinic retracted this, this, um, this warning. And I said, you know, it's just when you get a thymectomy, that's when you don't want to be on SSRIs. And so the whole country of Canada retracted it. There's no warning there. But the FDA did not. They, they, they still have that warning. And so um, it's a little bit misleading. So it's my personal opinion that that's not a risk. And I think the sad part is that there's been massive human trials on depression and methylene blue. Um, and the results are amazing. And, and I would offer anybody, I actually wrote a, uh, an ebook on methylene blue, which we should um, link to. And, um, and so I have a whole chapter on, on a variety of different things, the antimicrobial aspects, antiviral. We talk about the mitochondrial support with the methylene blue. We talk about um, how methylene blue um, works for um, uh, mood disorders and depression. And that's what I find very pleasurable about taking methylene blue personally is I just feel really happy and upbeat and just super optimistic. I would agree. I'm like obviously in a really good mood. <laughs> like I'm super happy. Yeah. I mean, I took those CBG too, you uh-huh. know, because I'm like, why am I so goofy today? I'm like, ah, oh, the methylene blue and the CBG. Yeah. Feeling real good. Yeah. So the human trials were big and they were using um, about 75 milligrams of methylene blue. And, and that's, in, in a lot of people's opinion, it's a huge dose. Like I was interacting with um, Joe Mercola. I was a speaker. We were, we were both sharing a stage in Denver at Frank Schallenberger's big event. And we had a lot of time to talk. And he, was, uh, he and I were talking about methylene blue quite a bit because he's super focused and interested in it. And he really just has this um, idea that we just want to go lighter, like you know, lighter dose, lighter dose. How light of a dose can we go? and still have some sort of physiological effect. And I think it varies so greatly with people and individuals as far as like what, um, what dose is going to work for them. So they kind of have to play around with their dose. But you want your urine to be blue. Like that's one thing. It's like if your urine's not turning blue, then you're probably not getting the dose that you should, right? And um, sublingual application of methylene blue, which is the most popular in the biohacking world, doesn't work. It doesn't work. And this is according to Frank Gonzalez Lima, who's like the foremost authority on methylene blue is asked actually in a Joe Mercola interview. And, um, and so, you know, you look at trials like, um, the, the, the depression trial, you know, 75 milligrams. Um, and you look at, um, some of the trials with, um, with degenerative neurologic disorder, which is another chapter in this, in this book to talk about like brain disorders is just fantastic because it's working on that cellular energy right 
and and you look at the milligrams and they're they're higher. So the therapeutic dose is between a half a milligram and two milligrams per kilogram of body weight. Okay. Now we did even more than that with you today because I believe that there's a benefit to occasionally really flood the body and and get this profound physiological effect with methylene blue, especially if you're starting to look at like um, antimicrobial aspects. I mean, I've seen some very quick turnarounds with people that had that were very sick. Could we inject methylene blue into the prostate? Would that work? Yes. I'm not saying can we, but could one? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I think that that's probably somewhere that's going to go. We, we haven't done that yet, but we've been, we've been thinking about that and we've been formulating a game plan. Because it also is very effective for bladder infections, right? Oh, yeah. Well, so it concentrates in the bladder. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, that's, that's um, one of the early indications for methylene blue was that it was um, the primary prescription for um, urinary tract infections. And so what happens is methylene blue concentrates in the bladder and so then it kills all that bacteria and it's totally safe, right? But when antibiotics came along, it was sexy. All the doctors are like, oh, look at, try this, you know, new antibiotic. And so methylene blue was forgotten about. And there's a resurgence of people starting to get interested in methylene blue. But um, the point I was trying to make with the methylene blue and this whole like SSRI thing is that there's such a huge benefit that methylene blue could make on people with mood disorders that that most doctors are are terrified to prescribe it because of what they're reading online and it's mostly fake news because the FDA hasn't updated that right. kind of mis, misguided yeah. uh, study right interesting it's really sad um for those that are unable to make it here and do the IV experience of the methylene blue that we, I did. We have alternatives. Yeah, you guys have. And I. this is another one I love. This would probably be in my top 10 or honorable mentions is the Lumitol. Mm-hmm. So John's other company, Mitozen, makes a suppository version of Lumitol. Mm-hmm. I think there's a 60 milligram one mm-hmm. and a 300 milligram. And yeah. it's got some other cofactors and cool goodies in there too. Um, and some people are going to be adver- adverse to suppositories it doesn't bother me it's like whatever it's medicine but um mm-hmm. what you told me that i've been doing is like taking one of the 300 milligram ones and just take a really sharp knife and i just mm-hmm. basically make myself a little pill mm-hmm. and i probably get like four slices out of it yeah and i'll just take that orally <clears throat> yeah, and it feels amazing that that's the way to do it and so if you take the 300 milligram suppository and you cut it into um a quarter's and you just take it and throw it in the back of your mouth and then drink something down, your mouth doesn't turn blue, right? right. And, and it, it, so the, the three ways that you can get methylene blue very nicely into the system is um, orally, because if it's, once it's mixed with stomach acid, it really activates it, so it's actually good that way, unlike a lot of other substances, um, rectally through a suppository, and then IV. Those are the three main ways. Now, um, sublingually, one... One thing that I personally don't like is how when the mouth turns blue and the gums are, you kind of look like a zombie. You know, I, I, for me, for me, it doesn't, it doesn't work because I'm going to walk in to see a patient and yeah. just look I think I can get like away with from it. the like, trailer. Fight. You know, the company Troscriptions, friends of mine, they, they make a trochee, yeah. a methylene blue. They have yeah. two. There's one that's really great um, called Blue Canatine. Uh-huh. It's got little nicotine, what is it, nicotine? Methylene blue, caffeine, and CBD, I think. Mm-hmm. 
<clears throat> and then they have one called Just Blue that's 16 milligrams. So it's mm-hmm. a little choky. And the idea there from Dr. Ted is that it's closer to your brain, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's, you're going to get like more of a nootropic effect. So mm-hmm. it's not like a systemic mitochondrial, antiviral, mm-hmm. all that stuff. It's just like, bing. And it really does light up your brain. Oh. But it has the effect of turning that side of your mouth and your tongue very mm-hmm. blue. In yeah. my profession, you know, I'm not that easily embarrassed. And I don't right. have to be presentable like right. you do. Yeah. So I, you know, I like them. It's it's fine. But it yeah. is sometimes you have to explain to people because you can see them kind of staring like, what's wrong with you? You're uh-huh. missing teeth. Right. Uh, and then I'm like, it's a thing you wouldn't understand. Here's a podcast about it. You know. Right. Yeah. That's usually my answer for people is like, here's a link to the podcast. I don't have two hours to explain why I look weird. Well, you know, it's it's really nice to have all these different options because there's 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 obviously a utility with the 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 trochies and the sublinguals right and there's like a nice blend that he's put together and i think dr ted's doing a great job with a lot of those products you know so yeah they have another one i don't know if you've tried this that's called trocom mm-hmm. it's another trochee it turns your mouth orange incident okay <laughs> i took one before a video shoot the other day and the the uh, director shows up and he's like um i don't you might want to brush your teeth i don't know what's going on i was like god damn it i forgot but that one's great it's got like a really strong kava extract. Ooh. It might be, I forget if it's CBG or CBD. So your mouth turns numb. Uh, yeah, it does. Yeah, the kava. It does, does yeah. yeah. Kava and GABA. Ooh. CBD and, yeah, maybe that's it. There's four things. But anyway, yeah. Uh, Trocom is what it's called. And dude, they really do calm you down. Like if you start I, to get a little <laughs> anxious, put one of yeah. those in or for a meditation or. I'm so excited about CBG. Like, you know, they call CBG the mother of all um, cannabinoids. Like, it is like beyond, I mean, I, we're, we're looking to replace, you know, because we have CBD in some of our products, like Sandman. We're looking to replace, you know, some of those. But we're also taking and we're going to be launching like some, um, some capsule, encapsulated CBG. Which but is it, the ones I took today. Yeah. All right, you guys, let's give some love to one of my all-time favorite products, the old-school Organifi Green Juice. If you want to get 12 superfoods packed with vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants into your body without spending $10 to $15 on a bottled juice, this stuff is the answer. Now, I'm going to be real. I'm not a big salad or even vegetable guy, but I have always been a fan of green juice. However, green juice has some issues apart from the crazy high cost of organic fresh-pressed juice such as the fact that if you make it yourself, it's very time-consuming and messy as hell in the kitchen, not to mention the limited shelf life of fresh juice. And even if you're buying high-quality produce, it's likely that it was grown with suspect irrigation water and NPK fertilizers. I sometimes think about the amount of water in something like celery or cucumbers, for example. So unless I grow up myself or know the farmer, I'm not that excited about drinking it on a regular basis. And lastly, a lot of green juice just frankly tastes nasty. Not Organifi Green, though. With epic ingredients like moringa, ashwagandha, spirulina, chlorella, matcha powder, turmeric, wheatgrass, and beet powder, this stuff is not only power-packed with nutrition, but I gotta say, somehow they actually figured out a way to make it taste delicious, like really delicious. You might even be able to trick your kids into drinking it. It tastes so good. To swoop up some of this sweet green goodness, just go to Organifi.com slash Lifestylist. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I. Organifi.com slash Lifestylist and use the code Lifestylist for 20% off any item in the store.
So I had um, a new, um, I hired a COO, right? Daniel Gibson. He's really amazing. Great guy. Guy that you met. Yeah. yeah. And so I he has a farm. Yeah. He has a rich history working in the cannabis industry. And so he sourced this from a friend of his and they have really done a great job at, 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 at breeding these, um, can, these cannabis plants that, that produce these super rich CBG rich flowers. And so he's able to make these full spectrum products with the, the high CBG and man. And then I was in, I was in Europe, you know, I was on tour with Eric Clapton and Doyle Bramhall, right? Which you introduced me to Doyle Bramhall. Oh, that now, was, you guys are trouble. <laughs> we're like, the, we're like, <laughs> like best buddies now. Like I put a couple like strange chemicals in a beaker and I'm just watching it fizz yeah. up, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every time I get a text from you guys, we're in Amsterdam doing it. I'm just like, oh, here they go. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's hilarious to watch. I love it. Well, we went into a coffee shop and we bought some CBG out there and it was like uh, worthless, mm. you know? And so... It really matters where you get it from, and um, and so I'm looking forward to um, us launching um, those products and, and and having those available so that people watching and listening to this can try it. Maybe by the time you're listening to this, you can check out my and it'll be under Mitozen. Yeah, cool, cool. And the link for that, you guys, is Mitozen.com/slash/Luke. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a discount or something on there. Yeah, I'm always talking about your products, but the CBG is nice. I yeah. mean, it definitely. Because I don't do like THC and weed. It's, just, uh-huh. it's, it's on my off-limits list for a number of reasons. Uh, but the CBG is interesting because I notice like a mental effect much more than... Like I love CBD. One of yeah. my sponsors is Ned. They make a really clean full-spectrum CBD oil mm-hmm. and different products. It's amazing. Um, shout out to Ned. They're really great guys doing it very right. But um, the CBG, I think, is much more noticeable. But mm-hmm. it's it's not like being high on weed though mm-hmm. you know it's like i don't feel high like yeah racing thoughts and just like craziness it's mm. just it's just super relaxing and almost like describe it like a quarter glass of wine or like there's yeah. feel feed free drinks with like a little, a little kratom. and kratom it's yeah. kind of like that it's like yeah. Mildly intoxicating, but not to the point where like there's a little euphoria. Yeah, that's a, the word I'm looking a, for. A, just a hint of euphoria, and yeah. there's a nice feeling throughout the body. You know, for anxiety, for pain, um, I think it's way superior to CBD. And then for sleep, you know, um, you know, I've been a big fan of CBD for sleep, and it it has its you know, it's like it it's good to an extent, right? It doesn't work for everybody. But I, I'm seeing my aura scores, like especially for my deep sleep, are off the charts. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to test tonight with my aura ring. Yeah. How many should I do? You have the 50 milligram capsules. I, like if been, I want to do a hardcore, I've test. been taking a hundred. Okay, I'm going to yeah, do it. I'm, I'm going big. But I would at least do 50 milligrams at okay. bedtime. But you know, if you take a hundred milligrams um, of of CBG, you're going to be buzzed. You know, you're going to have. I mean, you could you could full on do a bit of a journey with. I that. think that's what I did because <laughs> I, I took two of those. Okay, yeah, well, lesson learned. Yeah, sorry, folks. Yeah, hopefully it was mildly entertaining. <laughs> uh, man, I feel like we've covered everything, dude. Yeah, I mean, obviously you and I could just shoot the shit forever, but I I covered the three mm. main things: the yeah. ears, the prostate, mm-hmm. and you know, everyone has ears. Only half of us have a prostate, mm-hmm. but everyone I think could benefit from methylene blue also. Yeah, so right. we've got a nice trifecta in there, mm-hmm. um, and it's been great here at the clinic. Thank you so much. It's you know, this is like before I had a podcast. 
one of my dreams is to be able to come to a place like this and just tour it and do all the things. Mm-hmm. And I know I haven't even touched all the things you mm-hmm. do, but I've done a lot and it's mm-hmm. like, it's just incredible. So thank you for providing this for people and making it available for mm-hmm. those that, you know, have the capacity to travel. And also with the Mitozen stuff, like kind of turning your clinic into a product line so people can do it at home and mm-hmm. not, you know, have the expense and mm-hmm. hassle of traveling and all that, but still get some really potent formula. Yeah. Know? So for yeah, sure. formulae. So yeah, dude. Thank yeah. you well, for I'm, the work. I'm blessed, very blessed to be able to do this, uh, do this work. I mean, I just, it's, there's nothing else I would rather be doing than be here at the clinic. It's, isn't it really fun people. to take someone who you use the word suffering, like to take someone who's hurting, have apply some inputs and just watch the before and after. Like mm-hmm. I've always loved that just with my friends that come over and I just biohack them and mm-hmm. whatever, you know, they're not having chronic conditions like you treat, but just, you know, someone's like, oh, I'm, I just got fired or a breakup or they're having some emotional trauma or even sometimes a physical issue. And I'm like, all right, come over and for a couple hours and, they come in and I assess their state, apply some of the tools. And then at the end, they're like, do I feel amazing, bro? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just like, that's the best. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just an ice bath and a sauna, right? Throw them mm-hmm. in the hyperbaric chamber and they're like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I'm like a new person. Yeah. Like I just, I can only imagine with the stuff you do and the years you put into it, just how yeah. fulfilling it must be, especially for someone with a chronic condition that's been through the ringer. They've tried all the traditional methods and they just hit a wall and they're finally like, all right, I'm going to go see this guy, John in Florida. And you're like, you know, you apply what you know. You know, my, my life's mission has really been seeking out the most amazing healing modalities and substances and protocols and developing my own protocols on the planet. You know, I've been doing this 30 years, so we have a lot of things that we've created here. Our country is just submerged in the pharmaceutical, you know, idea of, a pill for every ill. And so people show up at this clinic and they're all of a sudden shown that there's all these potential opportunities to heal from things to actually fix the root cause. It's really mind-blowing for a lot of people. And, and I, I, I started out that way. My dad was a Marine, right? And I, you know, I, would, I had asthma as a kid. I was taken to the hospital and you know, I was on medicine. I, I had no exposure to holistic medicine. So I, there's still a part of me that that's kind of watching myself involved in this. It's kind of like, holy moly, like you're doing, this is really cool stuff, right? It's a blessing, absolute blessing. Awesome, man. Thank you. Uh, so websites are mitozen.com slash Luke and then advancedrejuvenation.us. Yes. And right. then um, com, And then we're going to have links to Sensory Rejuvenation and the Magic Bullet Methylene Blue, Magic Bullet. Got it. Was there any other links we're going to do? Uh, your book, which can uh, be found on Amazon, yeah. Melatonin Miracle Molecule. And for those listening, you, your other prior appearances, we'll also put those linked in the show notes because mm-hmm. we did one just on melatonin that was amazing. Yeah. So yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. And congratulations on being, I think, the, the top of number of appearance guests, right? John's been on more than anyone. What's which is cool. says a lot. Because we never run out of shit to talk about. Some people I interview once, I'm like, cool, I get their body of work. We, we nailed it. We encapsulated their genius. And, you know, it stands on its own. And there are some people like you that keep innovating and I'm just endlessly curious about. So thank you for joining me again. Yeah, you're welcome. 
Well, I hope, as promised, that was for you one hell of a ride, my friends. I mean, looking back on the week I spent uh, at the clinic down there in Florida, I mean, what a whirlwind of activity and experimentation. So I hope that you enjoyed this one as much as I did. This was a really fun interview. I mean, as I indicated earlier in the intro, you know, I'll be honest, I was I was still pretty anesthetized, let's put it that way at the time of the recording. In fact, I was concerned that I wouldn't be able to maintain my uh, usual level of professionalism. And I, and I think I was right. I, I think that I, that I lost that about 30 minutes into it, but uh, it was a lot of fun. And I think that um, because of the looseness of the vibe as a whole, I was really able to get some great information out of John. And I'm just never unimpressed with his level of knowledge about so many different things and, and just his unwavering commitment to learning more and exploring the outer fringes of medicine. And I got to say their clinic down there uh, at the Advanced Rejuvenation Center is just top-notch, man. His staff, by the way, if any of you staff members, you know who you are, are listening, thank you so much for taking such good care of me. I just felt the love there the whole time. I just, it was like the celebrity treatment, man. It was just awesome to be able to go in and just try everything in there. I mean, I think I missed a couple things. I think I didn't do the ozone dialysis and probably a couple other modalities, but it was it was like Disneyland for me. It was just all the things that I want to do all the time. And I left feeling incredible. And I have to say, I'm still feeling quite lit. I mean, it was a major upgrade in that four or five days and getting to spend some time with John and our mutual friend, Harry the Healer, who's also been on the show and just getting to see the ocean again and getting some tropical weather and flora and such down in Florida was really fun. So thank you, John. Thank you to his team. Thank you for listening. And I hope that this episode provided uh, some value for you. If you want to check out John's products over at MitoZen, here's what you do. Go to lukestory.com slash MitoZen. And if you use the code LukeStory, they're going to give you a 5% off. I would recommend a product over there called Lumitol, which is a methylene blue suppository. Now wait, wait, and don't get scared. You can use it as a suppository, which I recommend, but it's 300 milligrams and it's made out of palm oil. So it's basically like a hard little bullet, which of course is necessary for it to fit in your... (laughs) But you can cut these 300 milligram methylene blue suppositories and they also have some other constituents uh, that help assist the methylene blue in working even better. But you can cut them into pieces and actually swallow them and get some profound effects. So that's Lumitol over there. And then, of course, uh, for you folks that are daring, there's a product called Zen Spray or Meditation Mist, which is an Amazonian plant blend combined sometimes with essential oils and uh, even oxytocin, which is a nasal spray. And it's quite strong, be forewarned. Uh, For those of you not used to using a tobacco product, uh, I would not tread lightly there, but it's pretty cool stuff. In fact, If you hear my nasally voice right now, I don't have a cold. In fact, I feel amazing, uh, but I just did a couple blasts of that and it's kind of dripping out of my nose. TMI, I know, but uh, the MitoZen products are awesome. Highly recommend two other products. One is the melatonin suppositories. Those are called Sandman. There's also an oral version for those of you that have an aversion to putting things up the backside, Um, but that's a great one. And also the NAD Plus. The NAD Plus is available in an oral product, which is good and it works. It's also got the two precursors to NAD that I can't pronounce, 
But those suppositories are freaking powerful, man. If you if you're someone who's like, oh, I don't have energy, and I I get good sleep, and I'm doing all the things, and I'm still lethargic. Uh, if you want some ATP produced by your mitochondria, his NAD plus suppositories are incredible. In fact, they are now, and I've been working on this for a long time, but they are now my number one travel hack. So literally, I'm going to the airport with <laughs> the NAD suppositories and you can figure the rest out. But I got to say, I'm a much less smoked when I arrive at my destination after a flight than I've ever been. I feel better than ever in terms of energy. So those are some things from MitoZen you might check out. Again, you can find them at lukestory.com slash MitoZen. And for those of you asking for direct links to John's audiobooks that were mentioned in prior episodes, we've got them finally. We tracked them down for you and they're all in one place. There's one on methylene blue and also one on melatonin. You can find those at lukestory.com slash mitozenbooks. That's again, the methylene blue book and the melatonin book, which are incredible and they're totally free. They're eBooks, but they're, they're dense. I mean, John really poured his heart soul, and most importantly, his mind into those. And they are great resources. Now, for those of you that just went, what? That was too many links. Man, just go to lukestory.com slash ears, and I'm going to put all this stuff in the show notes for you. Well, to be honest, I'm not going to, but someone good at tech is going to. And you can also find all the links I always mention in all these shows, because there's a lot of links, because people are like, what was that thing? Where do I find it? So we got to put the links. Um, You can find those on most podcast apps, by the way. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll be back uh, this Friday for a solo cast Q&A show. Then again, next Tuesday for our regularly uh, scheduled program, which is number 424. That's a really cool one too. That one's about MDMA and psychedelic assisted therapy for PTSD and other ailments with Dr. Dan Engel. So that's uh, next Tuesday. All right, that's it. I am out of here. Thank you again so much for listening. And I can't wait to deliver another episode to you this Friday.